0: this holiday make it a season to remember with a free honeysuckle white turkey from safeway earn a free turkey up to 16 pounds when you spend hundred dollars in a single transaction or get a larger turkey with a hundred and fifty dollar transaction download the offer at just for you on the safeway app and look under the free offer tab earn your free holiday turkey between now and november 13th happy holidays from your neighborhood safeway it's just better Good morning, sports fans. Fill up that coffee cup and that bowl. Sit back and relax. Because, live from Colorado, it's time for the sports offensive. sports fans, and welcome to the Sports Offensive. We're glad to have you with us today. Uh, We've got a pretty full show, and there's a lot going on in the sports world, and unfortunately, I've been so slammed at work that I uh, only have a peripheral knowledge of it, so uh, I'll be leaning hard on my co-host this morning. We're going to be running over the uh, MLB baseball, uh, the awards season time is coming up. Uh, We're going to go over the college football matchups, which have been kind of getting more and more chaotic. We're going to be running over the NFL, which, uh, you know, obviously some big news with a big star signed and already possibly out for the season. And uh, we we'll also try and review uh, a little bit of fantasy baseball or excuse me, fantasy football and kind of give you an update on where things are as we're hitting about the two thirds point of the football season. So if you're not lot. In your fantasy league, you probably aren't going to have a good shot of making your playoffs at this point. If you are within striking distance, and I would say, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, I would say between two and three games behind right now, you still are alive. But you're going to have to win out, and you're going to probably need some help. Uh, That's my case in the fanatics league that I'm in with both of you. I'm only uh, two games out of first place, even though I don't have a very good record. Thankfully, you have a bad division, and uh, I want to tip my cap and thank you to JP for rolling over for me this weekend. Uh, It was a very nice gesture to let me get that W. He he didn't need it. Uh, Oh, you're not on yet. Sorry, Nate. (laughs) You're you're, you're on. You're on probation. (laughs)
1: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I've heard those words too many times in my lifetime. (laughs) So I. uh...
0: Oh, you're coming in loud now. Oh, that's
1: good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh, so anyway, uh, but uh, JP, I know that you're eight and one now in the fantasy yep, league. Yep, yep. yep. I am I'm eight and one in my biggest money league, so I, I you know I'm excited as I'm sure you are. I uh, am, but I I fear another loss is coming this weekend because this is when these two weekends are where a lot of the players were had their bye weeks sure, on my team. Sure. And you know what that's that's kind of when you know that your team is really good. When you continue to go unbeaten or only have one or two losses in your whole season and you're going through the bye week gauntlet, that means that you drafted well or you picked week. up well. <laughs> Yeah, I, now I I'm do try. Smoked. Do you both try to consolidate your bye weeks into like maybe two or three weeks when you're drafting? You I tried to at the do buys? it
1: to two. Yeah, you I, okay. two. Okay. I yeah. tried to do it to two. It and just fell. Just, it was back to back this time. I just expect yeah. it to be a loss. I mean, sure, you know,
0: and I always. I got try.
1: guys. You, got, I mean, it's like uh, this weekend. So I've got Adam Thielen on one team with Philip Lindsay on the same team. And Is that your dynasty team? Uh, yes, and then my uh, my quarterbacks are Case Keenum and Kurt Cousins. Oh <laughs> so you This weekend in Dynasty, I am on my third string quarterback, which is Josh Rosen. My fourth string, excuse me, fifth string running back, Capri Bibbs, and I do you get Fournette, which is great. I have him as number one. I'm on my fifth running back in that league, and then my receiver, I'm on like my fifth receiver. Because I have Thielen out, and then, like, the next two or three guys are hurt.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I feel you're paying on the Dynasty League, but you, you, like me and, like, Anderson and at least half of the league, we built for the next three years, not really yeah. this year. So, this year was but kind of I a I thought
1: I had a pretty darn strong team for this year until after week three.
0: Yeah, because you get my injury
1: sure. I mean, you lose your two starting running backs and your number two receiver, you're not going to do much.
0: Hey, preaching yeah. to the choir. I lost my number. Yeah. My number. Well, technically, he's my number three running back, but he'd be a tuber. He'd probably be a top two on most teams, and then yeah. my quarterback.
1: And so, then the guy and I'm, my
0: tight end. The guy
1: I'm playing this week has McCaffrey. So, <laughs> well, <laughs> I think McCaffrey, McCaffrey might have scored thirty. Uh, oh, more than
0: that. Did he scored more than that. Yeah, it was I, more like forty. I was lucky. I didn't have to face him in any of my leagues.
1: I uh, I do have him in the fanatics league, so that was nice. I think he scored thirty-seven wow, that yeah. is a nice week. Yeah. It's like a Kamara.
0: Three touchdowns. Um, he's finally being used correctly and, and finding his way and, and, mm-hmm. and all that. Um, now, uh, I guess we'll uh, – usually we go to JP for the question, but I think you're the one that has it in your head. So yeah. we'll go ahead and go to Nate Dog here with the sports trivia question of the week.
1: Yeah, hold on just a second, guys. Um, so I've actually got a couple of questions. I thought it would be more fun to do maybe a couple today. Um, so the first question – It's a baseball question. Which player has appeared in the most World Series games? Now, I think if you guys use the deduction of logic, you could probably figure this one out.
0: You said which player? Which player? Okay, I'm pretty sure I know that answer. I think we asked that
1: question before. Has appeared in the most World Series games. Okay, yeah, maybe we have. Uh, It's a good question. Uh, Okay, so second of all, the question is, which position has the least amount of of inductees in the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. Which position has the least amount of inductees so in the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. I will tell you that pitcher has the most.
0: Well, there's a caveat that I have to ask you about that question then. Yeah, go for and it. And that is is the DH considered a position? No. Okay. Good. Cuz I was otherwise I'd say that would, that would be a lot yeah. cuz I think only I don't know if anyone has, it, has. No one ever made it for a DH, or was it, has it? Did Edgar Martinez get in from the Mariners? Not yet. So there is no DHs in the, nice. in the Hall of Fame. I don't. David think Ortiz so. will be in there at some point, I'm sure. He will.
1: Yes. Um, okay, and then final question is actually a multiple choice question, but I thought it was the best question of the three, um, and it's another baseball. Which of these? Uh, sorry, which of these players did not win a Cy Young award in their career? John Smoltz, Don Drysdale or catfish hunter so that's what I got today fellas let's see how good you are I think those are all pretty answerable
0: yeah I, like I said I'm pretty sure I know the World Series question uh, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be able to answer the um, Hall of Fame question the Cy Young question is tough because I think there's two big time candidates and it, maybe even three because only one of them am I pretty certain did win a Cy Young Award.
1: and who would that be
0: Uh, Go through the names again. I want to make sure I don't mix them up.
1: Uh, It was Catfish Hunter, Hunter, Nolan Ryan, John Smoltz, and and Don Drysdale. Okay,
0: so I'm 85% sure John Smoltz never won one. I believe he came super close the year that Gagne won it. Oh. But I don't think he won it after that. He may have won one. He may have won one. I mean, I I could be wrong on that.
1: Drysdale. You'll find out in about 45 minutes. (laughs) Yeah,
0: Drysdale is kind of 50-50. You know, I, I I know he had some very good years, but trying to get, win a Cy Young when when Sandy Koufax was winning them would have been hard. And I'm not sure if he ever had that high of, a, of of a year, except that I know he was one of the pitchers, one of the first players to ever hold out. So he could have easily won a Cy Young Ooh. and used that as justification. Drysdale. Oh, really? So he and Koufax were one of the, the first two players to hold out uh, for a for a raise and not play. And wow, you never see that in baseball. No, because their contracts are so big now. And they're, and they're guaranteed. <laughs> That's the other thing. Yeah, they're guaranteed. So yeah. um, and when you got a union that strong, you know. Uh, Catfish yeah. Hunter, I think, is a really high probability to – Well, think about the two teams the guy played for. Right? Now, wait. Is the question that only one of them has not won one? Correct. Or... Oh, so three of them have one. I was thinking so three, the other way yeah, around. Yeah. Three have won one, one, Which one. one. one has not? One has
1: young? not of those four pitchers. Oh,
0: then I know who I'll, I'll be guessing. Mm-hmm. So that'll be that will be interesting. Those are good questions. Those are those are, good are questions. really good questions. Yeah,
1: they're all good. Yeah.
0: And JP, welcome onto the show. How are you feeling? I'm uh, feeling great. I, I woke up at about three fifteen this morning and busted out some notes here from last night from the show from the sports. So had a cool. bunch of energy. Had a big salad about five a.m crashed from 6 to 7.15 and got another spur of energy, went into Santiago's, got us all some nice burritos here. And even the best part about Santiago's, it was packed today. So there was, you could tell the walk of shame. And, you know, there was these two cute blonde girls sitting there. The one had her hat on backwards. The other one had these big puffy red eyes, all bloodshot. And I was just like, man, if I didn't have to go do a radio show, I'd be going over either hung over or still drunk. I'd be going over there and asking for dinner. <laughs> Say, hey, we got a nice lazy river. I know it's only about twenty five degrees, but you know, or how oh, is it warm out there today? You I don't know. Sled on it probably. <laughs> oh, but, you know, the, the actual lazy river has been very warm this fall. Mm-hmm. I'm very surprised because our our pool, our pool keeps to about sixty eight degrees, and the Ooh. hot tub about one hundred three.
1: That is brisk. So sixty eight.
0: Because we I mean, keep it open year round. So yeah. Oh, so it's, so it's got a warming thing in it. It's a heat yeah, heat. yeah. Oh. It's heated. It's heated. So, I, yeah. When I say sixty eight, it's probably more like seventy two. Yeah, you know yeah. what? A 70-something degree pool in about a 45-degree day is phenomenal. Oh, I'll tell you what. When, it's, it. when the snowflakes are flying and you got a pool hot tub full of guys and girls and booze everywhere jumping in and out of the hot tub, into the pool, back in, you never know what might go flying everywhere.
1: Well, it's the best when it turns <laughs> into a time machine. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I do want to send out a heartfelt uh, sorry and hope everyone is you know surviving um the hometown of my grandparents and where both of my parents grew up is thousand gone books. uh and paradise oh paradise paradise i they um, say i wasn't sure is, if it was i thought you were talking right about yeah yeah oh no no that, that too uh <laughs> really, with uh, a lot going on in california paradise yeah. is gone yeah. the city is gone
1: Flying. the whole thing Twenty-six
0: thousand people and it's gone and uh that's where i spent every christmas for the first like Probably 17, 18 years of my life. Oh, or that's not. crazy, so, man. That's nuts. Uh, it's heading towards Chico. We're hoping it doesn't get there. Chico's where I was born. Mm. Chico's where I lived until I was about one, and that's also where I went and lived uh, after high school for a while. Is that and, is uh, that Reading, California? Reading, California? However you pronounce so it. So, Reading is where I grew up. You, you grew up in Reading. Okay. How so, far? Reading's about uh, yeah. an hour and a half north of Chico oh, yeah, right. on uh, California Highway 99. That's right. Reading is about three hours north of San Francisco or Sacramento using I-5. Okay, I five. Okay, so I saw that name pop up on the maps this morning up by the. Paradise, that was where the yeah. car
1: fire was. The car fire, wiped out yeah.
0: Whiskeytown and, and Keswick yeah. City and all those cities that wiped Without out. Without
1: getting uh, too like in depth, what were you, why were your folks in Chico? Like why were you born there? What were they doing? So
0: they both grew up in Paradise and they lived right down the street from each other.
1: That's how they met each other and they knew each other and everything.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, then they went to Berkeley. To go to school, they both went to Berkeley. Mm-hmm. My dad ended up transferring to UCSF to get his pharma, pharmacological um, oh, and that's, doctorate, and, that's and or whatever that thing is called. And then when they graduated, they moved back to the, where they were, you know, back to home. Mm-hmm. But they didn't want to. I think they moved. I think they moved back to Paradise. And my dad worked in my grandpa's pharmacy mm-hmm. for a while. And my, my grandpa owned two or three stores. I think it was two drugstores mm-hmm. or maybe it was just one paradise drug, but I think it was two. And, uh, then he opened, I think, I think he opened up a place in Chico or my dad got an offer to work for a hospital in Chico doing more, um, administrative mm-hmm. Pharmacolo- mm-hmm. pharmacology And so, uh, then they went there. That's where I was born. You know, my sister had been born earlier. And then when I was one and a half, my dad got the job as director of pharmacy at Mercy. Well, and so we moved up to Ready.
1: Dangerous place to hang out
0: inside a pharmacy. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> not really. Not if you know what happens to you if you take some. And you know what? There's a current bar uh, who shall name, remain nameless, who no longer has their degree because they were caught pilfering pills. So. Well, I, I know this because one of my uh, one of my good friends back east uh, graduated with no names mentioned, um, got a pharmacy degree from
1: Duquesne,
0: made 90 grand out of college in Virginia Beach, got
1: relocated to there. That's the one that looks like it's it's pronounced Duquesne. Yes. Yeah.
0: It's up on the hill overlooking <laughs> right. everything. It's it's a real ritzy part. But um he said, the first day of class, what they give you is a book of all the drugs, what you mix it with, and what happens. I'm like, that's trouble. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's what Walter White got started, right? You know? yeah. yeah, right? Mm-hmm. I, safe to say, I remember like one song from a Dave Matthews show at an amphitheater in Pittsburgh that night. <laughs> well, they say um, that um, – um, oh, man, that thing jumped out of my head. What, what did I just say? Um, oh, I don't know. Um, Brian Cranston says that they are making – a breaking bad movie so when what time period is the movie going to be like way before he got cancer i mean we saw every inch of his life after that or is it just the time between the final episode and the and the, and the penultimate episode because there was like a there was that time break right when he there was. went to that cabin and grew i wonder and if that
1: if that's not going to be it and then i wonder if they're going to do anything with saul in that movie too You know, to try to kind of piece together the end of Breaking Bad and then kind of where Saul kind of started out, or I'm sorry, the end of Saul and the beginning of Breaking Bad, right? That would be kind of a prequel sort of...
0: I didn't have a situation. chance to watch Better Call and Saw this this I've just been too busy and so, so I'm we so just excited. watched
1: it. We just I think we have one more to watch. But
0: nice. I'm so I'm so I actually want to I think I want to start from the beginning. I'll be
1: honest with you, bud. It's a lot like breaking bad this season and it's really depressing. <laughs> but it's but it's good. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's really well done.
0: I, I've always said that I thought Breaking Bad was a phenomenal show. I don't think it was the best show ever, like a lot of people did. Uh only because of the fact that the first two seasons to me were just depressing and hard. It's kind of
1: boring, actually, a little bit, too, at times. A little. Yeah. A little. Yeah. And I didn't like it. It made me feel so Especially lousy the, before I went to sleep. The first half of season two. But I think they did it on purpose. Right. Because I think that really – because the climax to me – well, not necessarily the climax, but like kind of where things get going is that half second half of season two. You know, like really the last few episodes uh, episodes of season two, really into season three kind of, you know, where the plane crash and all that happens. And,
0: yeah, I, I didn't really get into, I mean, I
1: get into, I watched every episode, but I didn't sorry, enjoy it alert. until middle of season <laughs> three
0: is when I, basically when he met Gus yeah. is when I started to enjoy the show. Which is... The be- he's one of the best characters
1: Amazing, on TV yeah. ever. Yeah, he was
0: awesome. I mean, just the, the quintess—he's a perfect villain, right? Because you know, you get the like the the crazy villains who's screaming and you're I'm gonna do this, and it's like that's not a scary villain. Oh, that's he's just like that's just like an idiot and intelligent, it, right? And... It's the smart one who's got a plan, yes, and who's calm and is like, oh, I'm just gonna wipe you out. There's there's no emotion involved. You're just yeah. done, and that's that's a scary villain. You know, that's I like. Yeah, that. it's one of the
1: best best villains I think ever for sure. Boy, well, we got GP is busy over there.
0: What are you doing? I'm just sending out some uh we're live right now, oh. some
1: tweets and <laughs> okay. some everything.
0: Do you have that uh do you have that uh note thing that had all the, the tweets you can use? Uh, I I do. I'm just going off the cuff to try to mix it up a little bit. Ah, Cool. Right on. Well, check out our Twitter feed. So I probably should get into that. We didn't even go over that this morning. If you want to do us that favor, go to Facebook. You can like us there. You can follow us on Twitter at both under the handle at the SPT offensive. You can find us on Instagram under the handle, the sports offensive with underscores between the words. You can head to our station website at the sports offensive.com. And when you go there, you can learn about us. You can check out our multiple shows, listen to current and prior episodes again at the sports offensive.com com. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, JP, do we have the the live link posted on the on our our site? Today? Oh yeah, yeah, okay. we're up and running. You can go right to it. so thesportsoffensive dot Click on the player on the front page, or you can also go to Blog Talk Radio to listen to us live. If you want to listen to previous episodes and get caught up on uh, like the Alien Offensive or maybe JoJo uh, War Drummer, uh, you can do that. Uh, also at our website at thesportsoffensive.com. You can check out any on-demand episodes on Blog Talk Radio, TuneIn, iHeart, Stitcher, and we are also an iTunes podcast. We do want to thank our show supporters, Idiot Cult T-Shirts, Health Guru at EK Fit, and the Space Savers of Operation Organized. Find all of them and links to their sites on our site, again, at thesportsoffensive.com. Please feel free to give us a call. 929-477-3204 Nine two nine four seven seven three two zero four. We gladly take calls at any time. Nine two nine four seven seven two zero four. And I'll have to ask my co-host to keep their eye on the screen because it's behind my <laughs> back, so I can't actually see it. Once we, uh, once I have a place to move to and I can, I'll mount a small screen on the wall that'll be perfect for podcasting, and then we can like actually like use it for, uh, um, like if you want to hit those buttons to make sounds or noises and stuff like that. I think that'd be nice to have that up there. And uh, anyway, that's that's neither here nor there. So. On back on to uh, real life here, we do have a plate full of chocolate covered bacon on the table. So is that what that is? Yeah. Feel free to help I was, I was wondering what was going on there. <laughs> like, uh, huh? uh-huh? you, you know, I, I heard I heard something up on. Uh, I was listening to KBPI, and I had the radio cranked this morning because I'm all pumped up after I took a little nap from six to seven sure. there. And uh, they're saying every piece of bacon you eat takes seven minutes off your life. I was like. Dude, oh, I, I was man. born in 1975. I'd be dead by 1976 already. <laughs> you know, it's like, it, 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 you know, you say it's worth every, it's worth every second, you know? Oh, yeah.
1: Go ahead. Literally. And take <laughs> <seconds>. Yeah, <laughs> literally, yeah. I mean,
0: right? I mean, I mean, you know, life is about the joys that you get to have, you know, I saw a movie last night. I was going to go see Bohemian Rhapsody and it fell off MoviePass like an hour before I went to the movie oh, no. theater. Yeah, it's just kind of, a, it's kind of a wonky thing right now and they're trying to get it all kind of situated before they go bankrupt and, um... <laughs> but it is a nice That's perk
1: That's not very encouraging <laughs>
0: Well no they're having trouble Because they thought that Movie theaters would begin To partner with them And instead movie theaters Are saying no we'll just Start our own loyalty programs And yeah. uh, and, and push you out But it is awesome Because if you like Smaller films or more indie films It's great Because it gives you A lot of freebies to those And like uh, I really want to See that movie Border And I want to go down But it's only It's only shown at the Alamo House, And so it's like the only Theater I can go to Because it's such a small movie It's a uh, Norwegian or Swedish I think but it's it's about a border control agent, and she can smell contraband on people. Mm-hmm. Like she can smell, she can smell the like the pheromones or whatever—not pheromones, whatever scent you give off because you're you're trying to hide something or whatever. And, or does she uh, a mix between a uh, female and a German Shepherd? Uh, well, you know what? Look at the pictures. Yeah, kind of. Kind of looks, kind of looks like that. Um, but it's actually, basically, she kind of looks like a Neanderthal. That's not, the, that's not the plot of the movie. It's actually something different. But um, the plot is fantastic. And I didn't even read the whole plot because I, be, I didn't want to spoil it. So now I really want to go see it because really, it'll be really pushing the boundaries on uh, filmmaking. Mm-hmm. But last night, I ended up going to see uh, Can You Ever Forgive Me? And so it's hmm. Melissa McCarthy, you're one of your lady's favorite actresses, mm-hmm. and it's her first dramatic turn that I've ever seen. I, 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 she may have done one before, but it's the only time I've ever seen her do a dramatic role. She's a very good actress. Um, I don't like her comedy very often because it's so um, generic to me. Yeah, a <clears throat> uh, little slapstick, generic. Yeah, and I, She's it's like the like Will in... Ferrell of. Yeah, she's been in. Up. There you go, and that would make sense because I don't like Will Ferrell as a comedian except when he's a, a supporting character, right? He's funny when he's the gaff, kind of like Kramer, right? Kramer works great as a slapstick because he's just the gaff guy that is on the side, you know.
1: But, but when, yeah, right,
0: you could never do a spinoff with Kramer; it wouldn't be any good.
1: You know, especially yeah. not now yeah After well yeah. <laughs> well uh, it's, that was before he became racist and got on film you well know? well she, i don't think it was before he became racist. i'm sorry before he got before he got caught on film either. <laughs> there, yeah. there you go
0: now there i think go. melissa mccarthy did a great job in mike and molly as a sitcom those two yeah. kind of played they, they they do all kinds of crazy stuff with her and yep and every it was a good it was a good it was good writing for that i agree plus i yeah. I, I really liked her as the pawn shop um um, in The uh, hangover? in Hangover, in the Hangover, yeah. um, she played the, the pond stop one, worker. Right? The third, yeah, the third one or where oh, the third one, where yeah. Alan Alan falls like, in love. <laughs> yes, it, she did a really good job. Yes, yeah, she did. It was a small part, but
1: yeah.
0: But I do remember. Uh, I just want to say, like, if you uh, if you are a writer, and or oh. if you've ever struggled with like writer's block or trying to get work published and actually get paid for it. It's a great movie because it shows you kind of a lot of the emotion involved in that. And as a person that does a lot of writing, I can tell you there's nothing more frustrating than when you feel like you've done something that's really good work and then it doesn't get nearly the publicity or the attention of something you wrote that you don't think was nearly as good. And you realize that when you're creating something for the masses it, the more complex or complicated something is, the smaller your um, the window, base. your base
1: is. I, I think I totally agree with that. And I think it's the music industry is really similar. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're writing music for yourself, you know, mostly I think that's what people do. You know, you're writing because, you know, you want to get some feelings out or you want to, you know, express yourself or whatever. But I think that's the same thing, right? You come up with a song and you're like, wow, that's so complex and like really cool. But then, like, the really poppy, fun one is the one that it becomes the hit. Sure. The catchy one. Yeah. The catchy one.
0: I mean, I, in fact, I don't like, I'm one of the few people I know that generally doesn't like artists. I like songs. So. I don't ever have, like, oh, I want to go see this person in concert because it's like, oh, no, like I like three bold. of their songs. You well, know? I'm an I'm artist kind of, guy yeah. and a song guy. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I wish I was. Tom Petty, Metallica, and Alan Jackson are probably the only, om- or Garth Brooks, probably. So you are can the only listen four to all of it. That I can listen to any album and I'd be like, oh, that's good. Put that yeah. on, you know? Um, but, like, again, that's why when, when you first were able to burn CDs,
1: yeah. I was so excited because. Oh. I spent hours, yeah, right. Mixtapes or <laughs> yep. whatever, you know, yep. like,
0: and, and finally you could do it right because the mixtape thing, right? First, it had to be like you had to record it off the radio, and then it sucked because you had to like make sure you didn't record over the song before you had on there. You, you got pissed off because the DJ had to talk over your favorite part of the song every freaking time, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I think they did that on purpose so that you didn't record it so they could make you call yeah, in. Absolutely. I'll never forget the days of Anderson and I with his little brother wanting to do a play band in the in the playroom and uh, calling into uh, B-94 in Reading and asking them to put on Death Leopard's Pour Some Sugar on Me so we could rock it out again. You know, we, that, I, have, <laughs> I have a memory
1: just like that I, except it was Guns N' Roses' Sweet Child of Mine. Yeah, <laughs> I, I,
0: I got a memory where the band was actually in a sports bar that no longer exists in Allentown. <laughs> Where from the bar? Uh, they just went out of business. It was called oh. Rookies. We used to go there every Monday night. So the band comes in. My friend, who is B- big BK, who is uh, six foot three, running three bills right now, huge guy. Known him all my life. Life gets up on a chair and starts screaming. <laughs> 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 the bar and we were just. It was a three dollar yingling. So. I gotta have a eucalyptus one of these days, man. I hear about office. I, hear I a couldn't fit any of my bag on the way back. I was gonna bring some. Oh, oh I Yeah, I just <laughs> need to go to Philadelphia. You. Unfortunately, I was so close when I was in New Jersey too bad I couldn't get there. Or we didn't. I didn't go somewhere that I didn't even think to ask about a eucalyptus at the bar. Um, you probably the, could have found the, the border. You would have got a bottle probably somewhere.
1: The you only, you only time I would
0: have had a chance would have been at the what restaurant does, we went for dinner. What does it
1: taste? I mean, is it like a Pilsner, like a Bud Light?
0: Uh, you like know, a... your
1: yingling lager. You ask for a, well, lager, it's a it's, lager. It's a
0: lager. Oh, now, okay. they have their premium, which is more like your Budweiser, Coors Light. I, I had the black and tan, man. People, and then they have the porter. I, people looked at me in potfotter. I was drinking porter straight at my ex-brother-in-law's uh, bachelor party. They yeah. looked at me like I was nuts. I was like, but the black and tan is That's actually funny, the, the, the uh, porter plus the premium mixed, um, they have Chesterfield Ale, but the lager is the flagship of it all.
1: Yeah, We could do a whole show on beer.
0: Beer, <laughs> I don't even like beer, and I could do a whole show on I beer. I
1: went to a new place that I had never been to last night called Little Machine. Um, it's on, like, 20th and Federal, so right by the stadium. Yeah, I'm um, gonna say that's right by the stadium. Really cool brewery, man. You can tell it was kind of like an industrial sort of building you know, that's
0: getting really common pre- you yeah that?
1: previously, like it's got that rhino theme to it the you know well, the, I
0: think do they do that because it's cheaper
1: right rent it's cheaper, but it's also um trendy, yeah, you know, I guess is the word um that's a design thing that Well, people they want are you to kinda, see the
0: vats they want you to see yes, the you know they want yeah. you to see all the equipment.
1: yeah the raw stuff right yeah. like it's cool, yeah. um anyway, so you walk into this place and it's uh it's a complete circle, the bar it's huge, i mean it's got to be. I don't know, 100 feet across, maybe 60 feet across. Wow. Yeah. And it's just this big circle right in the middle of the bar that you can sit around. Right. And then they have a, the brewery kind of at the back. And then there's this pipe about this big that comes out of the wall. And, it, you know, it comes about 10 feet over to the center of the circle where the bartenders are and then comes straight down. And then the tap is, in you know, a circle mm-hmm. in the middle of the circle. Oh, it sounds
0: cool. You should take a picture of that.
1: Oh, it's so cool. Um, so, yeah, they had, uh, I would say, close to 20, 20 to 25 beers on tap. Mm. And, uh, you know, this, this, it's so funny how the trends go in Denver. Because so right now it's the Saisons, the Sours.
0: Mm. Mm. So they are great.
1: They are great um, but I think you go, that's what you're going to get no matter where you go. So it kind of mm-hmm. gets annoying. But anyway, <laughs> they, had, you know, they had all these different fruit beers and such, which I do enjoy, you know, to have, like one or two, you know. So I had this thing. It was a, a Yam Stout
0: Yam it sounds terrible, but oh dude, I
1: I couldn't believe how good it was. It was so friggin' good. I mean, it was like uh you ever had Sammy Smith's uh oatmeal stout? Yeah, I've had that. It's really similar to that, but it like kind of a strong sweetness in kind of the back. I've been having the stouts lately and I had another one recently that was a
0: um, well, I've 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 actually tasted something <laughs> like those, and rivers. it's
1: it's pretty I, like the maple. I don't know, it's good, you know, but it's unusual. It's
0: unusual, yeah. Yeah,
1: um, yeah. I could never get into a
0: stout. I tried when I lived in uh, Chico because Sierra Nevada Brewery is there.
1: Yeah, and
0: it's a totally boy, it's, different beast, man. Yeah, it it's it's like it's like like the Bigfoot that they make. It's just
1: yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're typically less bubbly. They have, you know, if they are so a tap, heavy. it can be a nitro tap,
0: mm. so they're more I creamy. do like those. They're
1: more creamy, creamy. than they are um, bubbly, I guess is the word. Well, you know but... what's
0: weird? You, you mentioned that, right? So that's like the small bubble, right? The really small,
1: smooth bubble taste. The nitro. Yeah, yes. and you've
0: got soda that's got the little bit bigger, or beer that's got the bigger bubbles taste, and then you've got sparkling water, which has an even bigger bubble. And why can't they make them all the same size?
1: Well, because it's probably not the
0: same company. Well, yeah, but all sodas have relatively the same kind of carbonation or same mm, kind of. Yeah. Uh, that's not true because <laughs> Coca-Cola's so? Coca- yeah. mixture is different than, than say, like um, uh, Burger King's mixture on their fountains right, or Taco but, Bell's mixture. Well, but that's that has more to do with the individual location and how they how they configure how much syrup and how much soda water goes. Right, in I'm just talking about. Like, like, but they generally all use the about, same soda water.
1: Though. Are we that's, talking about fountain soda or sure. bottled soda?
0: Well, I mean, I I, I would. I would say more fountain, but um,
1: yeah, because they they certainly are not the same thing. Because no, no.
0: But like, I just don't understand why carbonated waters. You know, like if you have if you drink bubbly or you drink LaCroix or something it's like that. It's probably
1: something. That, I mean, the this bubbles is just are much guess, But it's probably something to do with the the chemical reaction, because hmm. water and see basically what that's what sparkling water is, right? Is water and CO two. Yeah, I think so that's all it I is. Think. So with the with soda, it's a syrup. It's a little more complex. It's more of a water uh, sucrose or glucose or.
0: Or does it water it down? I don't know. You know, maybe it stands out wa- the water or so it, it waters you know. it down.
1: That's actually a really good point. It could be any of those things. Yeah. So any just the composition of it. You know, a syrup is really the viscosity of it compared to. Uh, like right, the viscosity thick, of water yeah. is different. Though. Well, it's also
0: funny because like yeah. I remember when I worked at like you know worked at the, in a couple of kitchens and stuff and had to you know fix the, the the fountain drinks. It is amazing how much how important getting the combination right is. Like you know like when you go to a, like you go to a restaurant you order a soda and it's done just right. Like they've got the perfect combination on those yep. things, and it's like the, one of the most tasty things you'll ever drink. And the other places you go to and it's too sweet because it's got whoops
1: because it's been you know
0: overloaded. Or it's going to be way too like bland, you know?
1: Yeah, they, it runs out of syrup. Yeah, or it's not enough syrup in there. Right. Or... And... I, I swear to God, I am that. Every time I go <laughs> through the freaking drive-through, I get a soda that It must have been the last soda that was. <laughs> oh. And it's every time. I mean, I just can't.
0: I wonder if tell a lot of
1: these places often that are
0: tweaking it now <laughs> to use less syrup well, to yeah. make more. And they're already making. I mean, a, a thing of syrup costs like twenty five dollars, right, yeah. or whatever it is. Uh, well, it used a, to be a, a, a five gallon bag in a box was oh, like 50 they're, they're 50, they're fifty. they're fifty now. 50, um, yeah. When I did the event back in two thousand six, running fifty four for a, yeah. a bag in a box of coke. Okay, so fifty. But 55. I mean, you get. But think about yeah, how many I mean, drinks you get. Well, here when we yeah, break it down I'll at the I'll stadium, it was they charge you two bucks a soda. It, it was it was it was six cents worth of syrup per soda. God. Yeah, the markup. <laughs> it's ridiculous. That's why when I, when I go to a bar and Nick will have lunch, he'll have a beer, all of a soda. I'm paying a dollar
1: less for a soda than he is for a beer sometimes. That's what blows me away. <laughs> you see some restaurants now that that do you know the restaurant uh, the kitchen that I was working at. Uh, they have bottled sodas. You know the Mexican bottled sodas.
0: Yeah, no, I, I do like those. Like, I mean, ones.
1: oh yeah. Sure. Who doesn't? And it's kind of a cool little novelty. But boy, I mean, you make so much money off fountain soda. Uh-huh. It oh, It kind of it's... blows me away that they would even like quality is important. Right. Don't get me wrong. But um, who doesn't love a fountain Coke? You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's know. just like this is, it my, does. It's the money thing.
0: This Grande yeah. thing right here. I've got like a 22 ounce Santiago's cup here with Diet Pepsi in it with lemon and the... Uh, the, I, I must have uh, literally paid like two fifty for this, which is cheap yeah, by right. today's standards. But
1: the total cost of the soda with the cup is seven cents. I remember the big gulps. <laughs> you used to be able to get those things for like sixty-nine 30, cents, thirty-nine cents when I was a kid. Oh wow, we never had
0: that. Sixty-nine was on the low. This I remember. is
1: in South Dakota, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> I did grow up in California. the
0: backwoods you know but uh, yeah that's just it is it is just frustrating when you see the prices now yeah. especially if you get like you don't see it a whole lot anymore but there are still a few places out that you'll go and they'll say no free refills on your soda yeah. and you're like oh, are man. you out of your mind you're charging me 2.15 and know, you won't give ridiculous. me a free refill on something that costs you 4 cents really it's but,
1: ridiculous well Fellas, uh, we got a little off track. Yeah, we got to talk a little sports. (laughs) No, I think I think it's fun. You know, I think those are the (laughs) kinds of things that people enjoy. There's
0: not a a ton of stuff going on in the sports world right now. You know, go
1: off the cuff like that, it's fun. But uh, do you want to
0: do you want to root for the Hoosiers in the nice two and zero start to the season? So oh, there you go. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, and uh, I I already I already filled out my bracket for uh, the finals. You know, (laughs) March Madness. It goes Zion, 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 Zion. That's all I gotta say. Zion from uh, Duke, who's the third best player on that team, and he's a monster at six foot seven, two eighty nine. The the Duke's four freshmen outscored the entire Kentucky team. Yeah, pretty much. That's embarrassing. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> wow. I did see a really cool. Uh, yeah, the kid can play. He can play. Very really cool video that I saw from Duke. And it was Chischewski, like at the first practice of the year. And it was really kind of cool listening to him, you know, because I'm sure he gives a, a similar speech. Right. i um, almost all the time. I mean, it is the same sport, mm-hmm. but it was just really cool how he basically just kept saying over and over. This needs to be your favorite place to be. They were sitting in the gym. It's like, if this isn't your favorite place to go, you're probably not doing the right thing right now. Because this has to be your favorite who, thing.
1: Who are you? Who's saying this right Coach now? Like, oh, Coach. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Got
0: it. And he was just basically saying that uh, the biggest thing was, he was like, you should all be able to hit a standing three. No question. If you're not blocked. So he said, you should be taking enough of those that you have no problem. And he talked about how he got into an argument with Kobe Bryant. And Kobe was like, I'm never uncovered. And he's like, you are playing on the dream team. You've got Michael Jordan and, you know, all these other guys. there. There's like, you are going to be open. Yeah. you need to make sure you don't ever miss a 3. And you know, Kobe did, you know, talk a lot about how he wanted to play for coach K because he thought he was so great. Oh, yeah. So, just goes to show you that, you know, he obviously has he has an, he has an, like an, a next level, I think, intellectual assertion or a breakdown of what basketball is. Yeah, you and know. I'll caveat that point real quick because I saw this this morning and I loved it um, since we're – this kind of the wide world of sports here. Uh, Manute Bull's son is playing in college basketball oh. right now. Guess what his name is? Manute? No. Bull Bull. Bull Bull. Bull Bull. He's <laughs> is seven, it spelled the same way? Se- yeah. He's seven foot two. Yep. plays for Oregon. The guy is blocking shots, dunking without actually leaving the ground and shooting threes, <laughs> training threes Yeah. at 7'2". I saw some video yesterday of him. Oh, it was absolutely was, insane. Remember when that was incredible to see a tall person that it was coordinated enough to yeah. make deep shots? And now it's just it's just common. This guy's dropping his shoulder, he's doing a that oh my I was just like, you gotta be that's forget about it. What do you Athletic consider season. tall
1: though? You know, like what is tall now? I would say six six. Yeah. And above. Yeah.
0: But I mean Kevin Durant. You call is me what, a midget? Six?
1: But in the <laughs> well, NBA am I the same size as you no, so, I'm just saying in, in the NBA, tall is seven foot.
0: Mm. Oh sure, yeah. sure, sure, sure,
1: sure. Yeah, yeah. Agreed.
0: Yeah. Agreed. I just meant like the being over 6-7 and shooting three-pointers wasn't common
1: no, when right. we were kids and no, now,
0: now it's very common. I mean, point
1: guards are 6-7. But seven, pe- but nine. I'm saying people have gotten bigger. So mm-hmm. those that it, there hasn't been like attrition, you know, like uh I'm trying to explain my point. Uh so if you Hey, <laughs> are you working you a back what, over I, there? Or, this, this, what I'm trying—it's right. a pretty compelling argument. Okay. I so what play. I'm trying to say is, when they're shooting, okay, ten—you know—take it twenty years ago when they when guys were more around seven foot, you know. Sure. And nowadays, it's there. You know, there's more guys that are taller than that. Right. So the average has gone up, but the shooting. Has gone has stayed the same where the t- where as the height has gone up. Does that make sense? It makes yeah. The shooting yeah. percentages it, it, yeah. The
0: shooting percentages are moving away from the basket and the people are getting taller.
1: Yes. which looks really yes. bizarre. Does that make sense? Like in a, if you're looking at a graph, right? Yeah, yeah. So I I don't think there's really been any change other than people getting taller. Well, because remember, you mean back like in, everybody's gotten taller.
0: So yeah. the gotten five inches taller, but still have the point guards. Right. Well, think about it. Thank you. Back that's, in
1: the, yes, that's what I was trying to back say. Back in the
0: day, I mean, a seven-foot center would never leave the paint right. or the basket to Correct. even go out even to the foul line. I mean, look at Shaq. He couldn't th- shoot a free throw to save his freaking life. Yeah. <laughs> imagine, though, uh, I remember hearing an analogy about uh, Shaquille O'Neal because of how large he was and how big his hands were. It was like, imagine trying to shoot your free throw. Not only are you almost equal, like, level, the, level of the, the rim, right? Like, you're not – you can't even, like, shoot the ball very high because – you're shooting more of a line drive almost. Yeah. But you're not even shooting a basketball. For him, like, according to us, it'd be like a golf a ball. Kid's basketball. Yeah. yeah. Like a south, like or an, an oversized softball. softball. Yeah. yeah. Like you would have to be using like a men's, wa- a well, men's take softball.
1: a softball over to the basketball yeah. and try <laughs> see to how shoot it. see how many, yeah. many you can <laughs> And I'll, and do I'll bet well. you we'd
0: still be better than him because of the fact that we could at least shoot it up,
1: right? Because yeah. we're not
0: that tall. We're, you know, you we got to get up a platform, right? And he, but instead he's shooting it only like a half a foot up. And that's, you know, that's got to be tough. Yeah. But like you said, Excuse me. It's oh. got to be awesome to uh, to be able to dunk without jumping. Yeah,
1: all I'm saying is the average. So the average guy maybe is six 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 seven now that are making threes. You know, back then it was more guys that were six three six four. Sure. But so it's the same thing because it's evolved. Does, does but that it make is, sense? But
0: it is kind of wild when you think about the fact that it used to be if a guy was really tall, like you know, close to seven foot. He wasn't that coordinated often. Right. Yeah. You know? And now that doesn't seem to be the case. Yeah. So something is changing. It's probably just like you said, probably just evolutionary. Evolutionary, yeah, the training, the footwork, the all these AAU camps that they're going to.
1: When they're when they when,
0: they're, when they're, you start practicing that footwork from a, such a young age where like Manu Bull, I mean, where did he ever practice
1: footwork at? He I mean did. honestly you, gotta, you <laughs> I gotta I don't know if you had consider, any good leader, no. <laughs> Is there a gene for that? Honestly, like uh, probably. Like, does that evolve, you know, over time? Is there... You know, after Manute Bull and you know some woman that's maybe six foot five get married and they have kids and then one of their kids get, grows up, Bull Bull becomes seven two. <laughs> sure. He marries a six foot four woman, you know, and they start having kids and playing basketball. I mean, if that happens for ten or twelve generations or twenty generations, does that matter? Does that are you matter? Uh, are you setting up a
0: master uh, sports race here or something, yeah, there, Nate? Is, is that so. what's going on in your head? Hey,
1: like Daniel Tosh <laughs>
0: says, we deserve the greatest entertainment that sports can give us. So give those guys all the PEDs they want. Uh, just give us the best games we can watch. Yeah. Right? I mean, <laughs> you know. Can you
1: imagine? Wow, I mean, I guess we did see it for a period of time. We, we did, and it was yeah. exciting.
0: It was. There was downsides to it as well. But,
1: there was, but uh, at least think, all-star games were was exciting, Was baseball finally. as popular as it ever was yes. at that time? Yeah, oh,
0: baseball was. Yes. Oof. There was nothing more exciting than that season when this, well, to me, nothing was more exciting than 1998. That was when Sosa, Sosa and McGuire. Yeah, Sosa but it was also, McGuire. they broke the doubles record. I think that was yep. either... Uh, Was it Bernie Williams or it was Larry Walker or something? And then there was there was there was a whole bunch of records that fell that year that didn't get any press because of the two big home run record beaters.
1: You know what's really interesting to me? Okay, the home run was such a big deal. You know, people nobody ever really had hit hit much over sixty, other than Ruth and Maris. And -hmm. then these guys kind of went on this run. The thing that blows me away is the RBI number. That guy was it? Hack Wilson had like a hundred and ninety. Yeah. Now people. People have been close – like, I know at the halfway point, there's been people that have had a round Julio on Franco, remember
0: that? Yes. He was at like 117 – or no, was it Julio Fra-
1: – yeah, I think it was Julio Franco. I think it was Julio Franco. man, that guy was a beast, man. He was – what happened you to him? talk about
0: DHs. He was one of <laughs> yeah. the better – he was player. He hitter. was just a specimen, though. You know, oh. those certain people you just look at, them, you're just like, "Oh my god, dude!" It was like, "I bet you never even work out. I bet you just have just an na- unbelievable natural." Earlier disease. in his
1: career, he became kind of chunky at the end. Well, but... don't we all? Yeah. You know, you know, we're we're
0: all we're, we're all fit as a fiddle, right? So. Yeah. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. I got an eight pack of abs sitting right here.
0: Well, I have a I have a wonderful six pack. It's just that I have the carton on top, and then a keg on top of that. Yeah, exactly. Once I remove yeah. those, you'll see that you'll see a stunning six pack. Yeah, you know?
1: right.
0: <laughs> Uh, well, if we're going to talk about MLB awards, let's just kind of do it on the top of our heads maybe, and I may not be real good at this because I I was not watching a lot of baseball games this summer. I do know that for the NL uh, MVP, that the talk has been predominantly about Christian Yelich. I think that you were probably right when, actually, because at first I was going to say Ar- Ar- Arenado, but I think you might've been right about story. That was kind of a, he into, the, the, the second half, he turned into a, an amazing ball player. Um, and defensively. Yeah. Was he good defensively before? Yes. I think he was good before, though. He was, but yeah. I'm
1: just saying. He but ended, that was part of his game. Yes, yeah. where a lot of guys don't have that. Yeah. You know, Yellich is a good outfielder, but he's an outfielder. Right. So, to right. me, it takes more skill to play infield. But
0: I think they were saying that he was more important to his team. Than story was like there was more players that contributed on his team than yeah, the Brewers.
1: and I think Arenado is there could be a guy on your own team that was more, you know.
0: Sure, we saw that with Jeff Kent and Barry
1: Absolutely. So, but I just think the other thing that I thought was is tough is fucking uh, Kyle Freeland. I feel like he kind of got snubbed. Oh, he got snubbed. You know, because he's in Colorado, of course. Right, and he's you never going to get the wins. The press is famous for that, right? They're always going to. Bag on us for our offensive numbers because yep. everybody gets to hit at Coors Field, but then the, <laughs> the reverse happens if you know if a guy has a a good year pitching, you know it's like oh well, it's a flash in the pan. Or I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, very so, very frustrating. Yeah, he was incredible, and I think he's going to go really early next year in fantasy drafts.
0: So that's interesting. I, like that's nice that you brought that up. Javier Baez. I think
1: it's- He slowed down quite a bit in the second half, quite a bit, but boy, he had a monster first half.
0: And did you hear the rumor that uh, Chris Bryant is on the trading block?
1: Well, I think there was a clarification this morning on that.
0: Well, yeah, because the story got out. Yeah. <laughs> so they had to make it sound like, oh, we were just we had gotten offered an amazing deal and we're looking into it. You know, like yeah. you know, because the Cubs know that you 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 tick off the personality and then well, you know the prima donna.
1: I good. think it's the Cubs need pitching. They do, and that's the only way they're going to get it is either. Pay big money in free agency or, you know, make a trade with one of your quality but players. What does the so. good
0: what is the good of the free agency deal do when you sign someone like you uh, Darvish and they end up being an absolute We'll, we'll complete, see. You know, I this
1: year could be a big one for you. Well, well see. I'm sure he will
0: because I won't draft him again in fantasy Well, nobody until he'll have will have a huge
1: year. Nobody will. Well, somebody will. Well, geez, somebody I will mean,
0: draft him in like the twelfth round and I, he'll he'll yeah. end up going twenty five and three and I don't know about
1: that. 385 strikeouts. I do think he's a 15 win and a 250 uh, 250 strikeout guy when he's at his peak.
0: When he's when he's playing well and he's healthy, I would agree. He hasn't been healthy for three years. One one year of his career, maybe. Yeah,
1: it's it's been a long
0: time. Yeah, Yeah, I can only think of one year of his career that he wasn't unhealthy. Did did you guys used to draft him all the time, and he was every year he'd go down halfway through. Yep. Did you guys hear? I did have him
1: the one good year. The
0: contract (laughs) that Bryce uh, passed up on with the uh, Nationals.
1: Ten years,
0: three hundred million. Yeah, I would have too. I would have passed. Are you kidding me? The Yankees will give me what, Yankees will give me more than that. They're, will
1: they? I, I hear
0: yeah. I hear rumors all around right now that the Phillies are his front runner.
1: I am just wow. Uh, to, I I well, not, not that to impressed Washington? with him. Be honest with you guys. Like, yeah, uh-huh. sure, he's a good hitter. But what did he bat this year, 250? He,
0: he goes into really big slumps, and he, he tries to figure out his swing too much. Like Tiger, yes. when his back hurt, like he started but changing I, the swing. The guy, I would say, the guy
1: barely hit 250 this year.
0: Yeah, Right. Now, I, I think that he is, he's a definite prima donna. So if oh, you sign yeah. him, you have to have, you make sure you have the right kind of manager. Mm-hmm. And you have to, he, he's like Yasiel Puig. You're going to have to keep him happy and engaged. And the Dodgers because, did a great job with that. They did. They, they really did. did. And Dave Roberts is now. Uh, a big they're, part of They're that. signing an extended contract with Dave Roberts. As they, they should. They, they, they are. They are. Yeah. They're in talks right now. to I heard, it. when I heard people talking about this, they should fire him. No, um, no, no, like,
1: no. If you think that, yeah, he you made know mistakes, nothing boy, he made some about baseball. Boy, nothing. No. he's a good manager. He, he is.
0: And they're they're looking for a long term extended contract. They're doing negotiations right now. I saw that come across yeah. the ticker yesterday. Morning. I'm thrilled to hear it because yeah. you know what? After seeing what Mattingly did as a incompetent manager, I could not be more thrilled to have a manager who did the right things. And sure, he made a couple of bad calls, but you know what? The calls that he made, he made the same ones in the regular season, and they were working. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's nope. just your pitchers just aren't on. And Kenley Jansen screwed him over twice. This is your best pitch pitcher, supposedly. This is your closer among Your closer. closers. This is the best closer outside of Kimbrell over the like three years. Twice. Twice gave up the lead. Yeah. And, you know, that. what are you, you going to do? I mean, if you can't trust your closer, who are you going to trust? And it's not – and again, this is not just like some standard, you know, run of the mill closer who's like oh, exactly. got by committee. This is a guy who's been one of the best closers best in baseball around. for three
1: years. Mark, I think that really flew under the radar as it well, did, didn't it? Like, yeah. didn't, nobody, nobody really, about it. no one really said much about it yeah. no. in the play- I mean, he blew two say it. He really did. And, and
0: how and how little did did uh, pundits talk about the errors the Dodgers made in the field? They yeah. did make some great stunning yeah. defensive plays, yeah. but they made more errors in the World Series than they had made the yeah. entire the rest of the playoffs. They really they, they did.
1: Defense always gets overlooked, it I does. feel
0: like. Because it's not sexy. Well, and it, and it, there's no numbers for it, sport, can't right? be, but... Especially they were playing the Red Sox in that unbelievable lineup. Yeah, So it's, it's mm-hmm. going to get overlooked a little it's bit. It's like softball, right? Yeah. You give an extra out to that team, you're in trouble. Yeah, You cannot give them four outs in an inning, and they did that a lot. They also walked them a lot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the funny thing is that was kind of the Dodgers' calling card was they were so patient that they – you know, Cody Bellinger and uh, Max Muncie and uh, Chris Taylor and uh, – who's your leadoff guy? Uh, uh, Taylor? Chris Taylor? I didn't think Taylor led off. Seeger was hurt. Um, um, anyway, Joe? A, a lot of them, a lot of them would take pitches. Yeah, you know, uh, maybe Jock Peterson. I think yeah, Jack Peterson that's what it was. was leading it, off. It was, which is weird because he's like a power hitter and a low average hitter, but he's a very you high on base that, percentage
1: You see hitter. that a lot more often now
0: because you want to get the run.
1: Yeah, I mean, where did Judge bat it in the two hole almost Mm -hmm. all year, didn't he? Mm -hmm. Or at least the first half. I think the thought process is
0: you're going to get more at bats the higher you are in the lineup, so let's get you every at bat possible. Well, because,
1: yeah, and that's because of the home run now, right? Because it's such a more, you know, somebody goes up there can change, you know, the score of the game with one swing like that. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, it's so much more. Yeah, you want the guy to get more at bats, right?
0: Can you even think of a dominating team that didn't play that? What doesn't play for the home run? Maybe the
1: A's? But they still but play for not, a lot of homers. But they're not dominating.
0: Well, they, they had a good, damn good record. They had, a, they had a good yeah good year. Dom, there's dominate. a difference
1: between dominating and right. having okay. a good year, right?
0: Yeah. But Houston, they've got lots of power. They Dodgers do. have tons of power. Yankees have tons of power. In uh, fact, the most home run hitters. All the, well, the clubs, Red Sox. yeah, it'll be interesting Brewers.
1: because yeah. maybe the Braves, uh, the Brewers, they didn't have a ton of power. No, they didn't. So that would the, be one the, team the Braves to go... kind of didn't. Yeah.
0: But then we either they had those some teams.
1: poppy bats, though. Yeah. They had a couple I mean, guys. they got
0: Freeman and they got Acuna, but who else hits home runs for them?
1: Yeah, I guess those two are really the only. Mm-hmm. I mean, Albies had a few, right? Didn't he? Oh, I'm, yeah. He had like 25, I don't 20, 20 yeah. 25
0: probably. And then, I mean, who's their shortstop? Is it? That's who. That's, that's their Albies? Shortstop. I he played second.
1: Okay. Uh, um... Oh, wait. Maybe he is second. You're right. And it was uh, the other kid that didn't play well. That was four twenty I, Swansby, Swansby. Da- Carlos, Danny, Danny, Swansby, no, Dansby, Swansby, Dansby? Swansby, <laughs> Dansby, Dancy, Swansby. I don't know; it's one of those. Um,
0: so, uh, what do you think? Uh, who, who, do you have a, a decision on uh, on well, MVP? Let's,
1: let's go through them. So, well, yeah. okay, we got <clears throat> AL MVP. The, the nominees are Mike Trout, Mookie Betts, and Jose Ramirez. Betts. That's my. That's who I would pick. I out mean, of it's that. hard to argue that because of he's on the fucking World Series champion, right? <laughs> and you take him off that team, mm, they still have some really good hitters. So that's one thing for me. Right. I I think you got to give it to Jose Ramirez just because the guy had an incredible year. He did. I mean, not that Mookie hard. didn't, it's but a hard he was. Yeah, and then I mean Trout was incredible too. So. <laughs> But his numbers aren't in line with the other two. because no, I, mean, so I got Trout in my fantasy league, and he always seemed to have, be up and down this
0: year. Well, I mean the thing is, Trout is a phenomenal ball player, and because he's been phenomenal every year oh. of his career, that you know he kind of doesn't get the probably the press he deserves, especially but, playing on the West Coast. Too. Yeah, I think Mookie gets it because Mookie finally fulfilled his promise. Right. He looked great for years, and there was all you know. I mean, I've always wanted to get a top draft pick in our fantasy, league so I could take him and. I finally get one and I didn't take him. And then he he has the year that I've been waiting for him to have for the last like five years. Um, and Arenado, thanks for uh, having a good year, but only after I, I, I was already that, out of it.
1: My new term for that is the fantasy finger. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, why do all? Of, why, did, why do so many
0: ball players give me the fantasy finger? I don't know. I guess I should be you happy seem because, to get it all the time. I think. Yeah, I do, but you know, but in foot, but in football, I don't. In yeah. football, I rarely have that problem. So it's really weird why I don't have that problem in football, but I always have that problem in baseball. But this is why I want to do a dynasty league in baseball so bad. That'd I think that way I could start not worrying about if the guy's going to be good this year, and I right. know they're going to be great one oh. year and take them, and then I could have just Tim a
1: stockpile. Timmy of Tebow earned year. a AAA spot. It looks like this year. All right, Tim Marcus, we've Tebow. been doing we've been doing fantasy baseball together for a long time. I'm going to just give you a little hint.
0: uh Oh, wisdom by Nate.
1: Well, not yeah. that, that not that and my two, two not, title games in the last four years. Not that my team is. You know, I've never won a championship, but I did go to the playoffs like seven, eight years in a row, and yeah, I've been in the championship two of the four last years. I know you always have a plan going in to the draft, and I know you always pretty you, – you, know, you stick to it pretty well. But I think you might want to take a look at your plan. That's all I'm going to say.
0: Okay. Well, my plans change every year, so I mean yeah. – what, what do I do to change it again? I don't right? know,
1: but I, I think one tactic would be to go back and look at the, the top 25 players points-wise in our league over the last three years and mm-hmm. see who they are.
0: And this Absolutely. segment was
1: Reflections by Nate, brought to you by Chicken Pot Pie. <laughs>
0: what was really weird is that most seasons of the last like five or six years since I had a really good year, um, I just got disasters in my top four picks. I mean, it was almost repeatedly every year my top four picks would be just disasters. Maybe one of them would produce. The other ones would well, be just absolute disasters. This year, my top four players couldn't have been better. There's only one team in the league that had a better top four picks than me, but I was a disaster afterwards. So yeah. I just got to put those two things together one
1: year, well, and then I can be good. I, in talking with my buddy Brian, and fantasy guru who does <laughs> very well in fantasy sports. Yes, he does. bats. I think I've figured out a couple secrets and I, and I, and that's just recently like within the last month or two, so I'm going to try to imply them or implore them over the next few years. Um, You know, I think one secret is, you know, looking at your league and how the scores work, you know, like if you're in a six point passing touchdown league, you've got to have a good quarterback. That is important. You know, that is super important because that is a huge advantage. If you got a guy that's throwing three touchdowns every single weekend, that's 18 points just on that, not counting his yardage. You know, so, I mean, that's a 20-point player every week, every single week. If you have something like that to bank on, that to me is really solid, you know, when you're looking at it. Um, you know, if you're in a PPR league and you're starting two receivers in a flex, that's probably going to be three receivers. So, think about how your lineup is weighted. Three receivers out of 10 starting spots, you know, 30% of your lineup comes from receiver. So, you see Brian Anderson draft his teams, he always goes heavy on receiver. Always and never mm-hmm. and he feels like, you know, the drop off at running back He it's calculated with him, you know, like he thinks, okay, if I get one decent running back that can perform like a two and then somewhere down the line, be super diligent and stay on the waiver wire, work my position up, I'm going to be able to get another number two. You know, down the road somewhere, whether it's through waivers, you know, or free agency or whatever, and then stocking up at that receiver position, you know, because if you got a guy that's making five, you look at Adam Thielen, you have him. Yeah, the guy catches six balls every week, 100 yards every week and a touchdown. Not I last mean, week. look at that. That was the only <laughs> week this season. No, but you're talking about almost
0: 20 <laughs> points with no touchdown.
1: If right no, no, so you know so Kirk Cousins look got at the, me 6 points but look at game. the percentages look at yeah, the once
0: in a once in a while thing I yeah, know you're right you're playing and I think Anderson is very good at probability and so I think what he says is when it comes to receivers most of the time I mean like a top, top top running back chances of getting a miss on a running back, no matter how good, are much higher yes. than our oh, yeah. a receiver. Yes. Also, you're going to have a less boom and bust, right? Mm-hmm. Unless you have Tom, Todd Gurley, who has been – I've had him for two years in a row and just,
1: guys, unbelievable. <laughs> um, yeah, he's unbeatable.
0: But that's, that's rare, right? That's a Tomlinson type thing. I think the idea is if I have three really solid receivers, I'm going to get 30 catches a week. There's 30 points. Yeah. I'm going to get close – I'm going to get at least 250 yards out of those guys. Sure. That's another 25 points, right? So now you're, you know, and, you know, I mean, there's, there's also the touchdowns involved, right? Because he took, he took Julio Jones this year. Julio has not scored but
1: one touchdown, and Anderson doesn't have a very good record. So
0: you're there right. you go. That, but, I mean, that's what happens. Okay, it, so can, on, it can blow up on you.
1: On the flip side, look at base. We start three outfielders in baseball plus a DH and a utility who are oftentimes outfielders. Mm-hmm. So look, sure. at, look at how Brian drafts he always takes strong outfielders always yep. he's always got at least 3 guys that can really hit in the outfield you're starting 5 guys out of was it 12 on offense or 13 on offense in your fantasy league that's almost half your lineup so and you've the got
0: the most common steal rbi and home run players are outfielders
1: yes and then I think you also look at other little things like this. And I don't think Brian may, like, this was more kind of my style, which I think I've had success with, is where you have a situation, okay, let's say a catcher, you've got three guys, really, that are top tier. And then after that, it's just a huge fall off, you know? So, I, you know, a lot of people and most of the experts, I feel like will tell you, wait for somebody later, you know, because there is... You know, so many guys that have like the same type of talent way down the line at catcher, right? Mm -hmm. But if you get that transcendent guy at that position, what an advantage you have over everybody else. You know, if you have a catcher that's scoring 18 points every week and somebody else's is scoring five, that's a huge advantage.
0: Unless you took that catcher to get 18 points a week, and I took the that's, outfitter at that pick, and I'm getting 26 true. points does, a week.
1: You're right. It does matter where the, where the draft happens. But I'm just saying, if you have an opportunity to do something like that, you've got to take it.
0: But I will say this. I don't think anybody else could draft the way Chavez drafts because there's two things that I've noticed. Because I tried to kind of follow his model, and there's, the first thing I realized about him was position scarcity means nothing to Brian. Never. I've never seen him even care about yeah. position scarcity. He I agree. doesn't even look at it. It
1: doesn't. Second,
0: yeah. he thinks that he can get one good pitcher and stream the rest, mm-hmm. and he also thinks that he can stream catcher, second base, and Based shortstop. Based on
1: matchups, yes, and that's and what he does. he does.
0: And he does it very astutely. I agree. I am not good at doing that through the waiver wire. I'm not good at finding a player every week that does that. I also am not nearly as good at spotting players that just happen to have a sudden good year the way that he does. Like, for instance, Brian Anderson, that he took from the Marlins. No, not, not on anybody's radar, right? He was going to get drafted. Right. Anderson takes him. Guy was amazing. Yep. Guy was scoring 30 points a week, happily. But the time.
1: he takes calculated risks, you know? And I think. Uh, what I'm saying is they, they, tend they pay to, they, off. They, that, right. They do, they do tend to pay off.
0: It's like if you play the stock market, yeah. you can make 30, you know, crazy or not crazy, but, you know, calculated purchases and I, screw them all, or you can hit two of them and become a billionaire. I, I mean, agree,
1: and I I do want to take some credit. I think Brian takes some of my strategy from the years past where, you know, when you have a, a line, a team, you've already kind of drafted your starters. And I started, you know, I would take a guy that was, you know, maybe two or three years ago, he had a great year, but everybody's kind of down on him, you know, and you pick him up. And I've had a lot of success with – or an injury-prone – type player that may only you know on average play 75 but he's a good 75 when he plays you know I don't know I get I tend to get lucky with that you know if you take a risk and got you grab a guy that's more injury prone and then he just happens to have one of those years where he's healthy and does well you know Brian seems to have luck doing that too with guys so I think you know the calculator risks got to come with you know some caveats obviously but um Looking at where your draft position is, is important, but I don't know. Those are just some things I've picked up on over the last few years, you know, that I think are really important when you are, you know, just people don't really look at their fantasy scoring, you know, like they look at that was obvious in our fan, in our dynasty league. Yeah. They're weren't paying as much attention. They're to more looking at the, the player and the team, the players on and like, and those are important things. You know, but I think that's something that gets overlooked, so.
0: Well, and it's weird because I do (laughs) do really well in fantasy football. In fact, the league that I'm crushing right now at eight and one, I was in the title game last year, would have won if I didn't sit Blake Bortles for Foles, which was a disastrous GM move on my part and my fault, but I still got second place. I won that league two years before, and I had the most points scored, but got knocked out in the first round in the middle of those years. So I'm on a really good streak in that thing, but here's what I also have in that league. I have had a top three pick all of those years. And I, in baseball, I don't think it's nearly as big a deal because of how big your roster is. But in football, I'm sorry. If you are a top three or top four pick, you have a distinct advantage. And I know that we've all, I mean, I won my first title in fanatics having the 10th pick right have the wraparound pick i mean you can do it from other spots mm-hmm. but if you have that top position the fact that you're going to get a no doubter in your first three oh well it should be a no doubter right i mean it, mean it should gonna be produce. an advantage
1: yes. but then you're
0: going to get your second and your third are going your, yeah your second pick is going to be less than the guys in the latter ahead of half of the draft but the fact is you're going to get a top three a much smaller players than everybody else and it Matt, when you only are starting. Yeah, because it's that top players. shelf
1: talent, right? Yeah. That's where it kind of tends to drop off, is at that yeah. 20 to 25 mark.
0: And I did take a hint from Chavez, again, because he's good in all of the leagues, right? All fantasy sports. And that was that he said that he noticed that he didn't, if he made the playoffs, but he didn't have an explosive player. You never seem to make it through. Right,
1: you do have to have that one transcendent guy. You're, that is so true, and
0: that's what I look for now. I look for like guys Jose, that I like Jose, like a Jose
1: Ramirez. You know, I mean,
0: well, but how just, is
1: that guy not gone in the first round the last two years?
0: Well, that won't be a problem anymore.
1: That's for um, sure.
0: But like for for example, I mean, my first pick was Todd Gurley, right? He's amazing. Yeah. I got Jordan Howard, who has not been very good, but then I got Diggs, who's been amazing, mm-hmm. and I got uh, Juju Schuster, and I got Brandon Cooks. And then I also got Andrew Luck. Dang, that's quite a team. So, I mean, I often have three 30-point scorers on my team. Now, does that mean I'll win anything? No, because the first round of the playoffs, I might get one of those shit weeks where three of your players just don't show up to play. Just for whatever reason, like like you had last week with your Vikings players, and then you're going to lose. Well, that's this week. Well, yeah, the, they didn't show up to play last week, and they're all on the bye this week. And I purposely the same thing as a bye last week. Yeah. So it's, well, <laughs> yeah. Kamara. Which I is think, weird with how many
1: points team. they scored. Kamara had a huge game. Yeah, right? Kamara
0: kept me in anywhere close to you,
1: yeah. which but, but, I wasn't close to you. <laughs> no, no, I,
0: I had a really good. In fact, yeah, you had a great- That that team is coming around to who I thought they were when I drafted them. And
1: well, I just they are hope, who I just we thought they, they were. But, that, I'm, but I'm
0: worried about Le'Veon Bell coming back and losing James Conner. That hurts. Well, see, I, I'm, I'm on the I, – I have Kamara, then I have Lamar Miller, but with uh, Carlos Hyde getting traded to Jacksonville, that yeah. scared me. That, so I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm like – like, I, I got really Garrett Blount and I, I, Carlos I, – I have no running backs now almost, well, but I have great receivers. See, I got really lucky in terms of – draft drafted my team. It was really weak at running back. But then I got James Conner, right, and Le'Veon, you know, with his yeah. unbelievably stupid career move, has gotten me all those points. Then I also and have he's got, to, he's got to show up Tuesday, otherwise he's not playing. That's that's what it is. If he they doesn't think show he's up, showing up, everybody thought if, he was showing up last week because he showed you know, up. Until I, he ever, arrived in Pittsburgh, it, but he didn't do anything. It, it's one of those things where do you want to make five million and risk it, or well, you, you heard the, the cat, right? So they're saying that the new contract between the NFL and the Players Union is going to change over this off season. And the rule is going to change that you no longer uh, have to, you can be, you can only be a third or you automatically automatically become a free agent after a third franchise year or something like some, some kind of a, some kind of a change in the franchise tagging. thing. And I think it has to do with Kirk cousins and Mm -hmm. it makes it so like his, his options became much more wide open, but I'm just thinking, dude, you have now spent an, I'm yes, you had your own trainer and you were doing this, you were doing that. I don't care, man. When you see somebody miss an entire year of football, yeah. they don't tend to do very well. And you're like, oh, what about the guys that get hurt for a whole year? They stay in the training facility. They're there with the team the whole time. Right. You are away from the team. It's not just your talent or your workouts. You don't know the plan. You don't know the game plan. You don't know the game structure. You don't know, your, you don't know the timing of your other players. I well, mean, think, or your all think about the team chemistry they have right now the team history they have right now,
1: I would not want to mess with that. No, you're talking about Pittsburgh. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I mean, yeah, Le'Veon, I don't know how he's going to be welcomed back. He's
0: not going to be. Like, that's the problem.
1: There's not some bad blood has been brewing. A lot yeah, of it, I mean, it has been line brewing. Yeah. I,
0: mean, I, mean, I mean, that line I, just lets the guy through to just... I don't know. It. I, the line came out and said it. Tomlin came and said, he, he's like, I want volunteers, not hostages. And when Tomlin said that about well, seven days ago, ten days ago, it was like, Oh, boy. (laughs) Well, I mean, how much does it have to be weighing on Le'Veon watching not only James Conner have a fantastic statistical year? Oh, he's rooting them on, too, by his tweets. Well, it makes it look like Le'Veon, while obviously talented, isn't the reason he gets all those yards. Exactly. Because Conner's getting them. Yeah. You know. Now, I don't want to discount if Conner may be a fantastic athlete and and player as well. I don't want to discount what he's doing. But I think it means that the, the system matters system does Yes. i mean if you look at the thir- not only we're, the- we're not on the thursday night game yet but when we get to the thursday night game you know you, we're going to look at ben's numbers and how many different touchdowns he threw and this and that
1: but it's not just the number two things for me stick out with pittsburgh one is offensive line play yeah they, they have one of the best and the defense lines. is now playing oh boy that that offensive line is just ripping holes um and then the other thing is they can passing the heck out of the ball you are know, if, you're, if you're passing well, that opens up the running game. So, 52
0: points and James Conner only had 13 Yeah, because yeah. they didn't run the ball well, at all. It was all. just all passing.
1: <laughs> and and Roethlisberger, the was, the same thing. Roethlisberger was just on fire.
0: You think this is his last year? This is Swan Song, or does he come back again?
1: I think it depends on how they finish. Yeah. Yeah. You but know? That, that
0: hit that he took when he was sliding and the guy just objected? Yeah. I don't think it that was that was
1: bad. I mean, it, it wasn't, was it just, wasn't. I don't dumb, think, though. see,
0: well, here, here's the, the thing. They need to be able to go, well, actually they can. I didn't realize this, but they brought this up. You can go to the replay like college and look at that again. They didn't choose to because you can actually say, you yeah. know, all right, we shouldn't kick them out or whatever. Yeah. I,
1: I don't think ejection might, I don't know, man. Maybe it was the right move. You, you watch the play. The guy is certainly targeting him. He is, but I mean, he didn't really hit him. Now, how much does this no, have to do with? Reed? And you could see he leads with his helmet, but then when the hit comes, he turns to the side with his shoulder. Think about this though. Too. Reed Reed so, is
0: is um um
1: Kaepernick's buddy.
0: Kaepernick's Kaepernick's little boy toy, and he <laughs> he just came back into the league. You know, Carolina just picked him up, and he's already started trouble. With him got the players' association to an sit a- and how
1: how what,
0: did they kick him out because they just wanted
1: to make a point that he's not welcome? He's an attention seeker, obviously. Oh, that was just a dumb play. Yeah.
0: I you know, I I'm sorry, if you see a play I mean if, You know you got, the guy's
1: gonna slide. Right. Yeah.
0: Quarterback. Right. Yeah. I mean, and and I have seen some plays, especially after that play, actually. You saw Carolina, like, twice I saw. And I understand why they're getting a little frustrated because I saw players that were about to hit a guy, and then they just suddenly just, like, jump the other direction because they're like, hey, whoa, no, I didn't hit him, you know. I don't want to get called for a penalty. And I do think the penalties are too strict right now. But you know what you do? You do this for two or three years. And it changes the way people play in terms of what what their goals are. Instead yeah. of their goal being hitting, hitting them hard, so it's top just taking too, them though. down. But I'm just saying, if you can change that culture a little bit, then you can back off on the rules and call in the penalties because it will become rare. Yeah, I, and players will, will be like, because players, let's, let's be honest, they were trained to play this way. Yeah, they were absolutely. trained to hurt. They were trained yes. – not hurt, but they were trained to, to knock a guy hey, out of the game. Football
1: I, is a collision sport. My coach always told me, if you you got to hit the guy harder, or you'll, you're going to be the one that feels it. Yep. You yeah. know? Yeah. You have to hit the guy harder than he hits you. Yeah. 100%. And that's what I – when I played football, that's what I did. <laughs> yeah. I tried to crush people. I mean – Every, I went all out. You well, know? Like,
0: wasn't that half of the fun of playing football? Yeah. Was, oh, I mean, come on. I mean, I mean, I mean, when you play with your buddies out on the, field, the football field, but you weren't like playing, like not not like the school or whatever, but you were just playing like pickup yeah. ball, you know football. Was there nothing more fun than like grabbing your buddy and just tearing him to the ground? No, I one, mean, one of my favorite drills was you get on your back, you lay on your back, helmet to helmet, blow the whistle, get up, and whoever goes on their back first, you know, loses. Nope. <laughs> you were designed to run through the
1: guy. Yep. Nope. And nope. that was one of my favorite drills. Yeah, it was great. I love that drill as well. Um, yeah. So, do you guys want to do trivia? Follow. Yeah, we got to do trivia. trivia. Why don't we just uh, we real probably quick finish the baseball well, awards? Let's just uh,
0: <laughs> let's just it's oh, Yelich, yeah. it's Yelich, and uh, let's just do that just, major just, award. Let's just give our just give our votes for all the yeah blow one. through them. So real NL, quick. NL, so AL MVP. You said Bets. I say Bets. You say Ramirez. 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 Yeah. NL MVP. Baez, Ornando,
1: <laughs> Yelich. Yelich. Baez, and who's the third one? Arenado. Oh, yeah, story um, Yeah, I can hit him
0: Who else could you put in there? That's most of it.
1: I mean, I think it's Yelich. pretty much runs away with that one. I, I, I do too. Yeah. I, I
0: mean, he would, just, he would just change their culture and, yeah. and, and everything. Yeah. Yeah. A.L.
1: Young, Kluber, Verlander, Snell. I think Snell. That's not a bad pick. I really do. It was an unusual season for him, but boy, he was good. Yeah, he was. I, I think I would – On a bad team, too. I'd probably go Verlander.
0: I, I think I'd have to go Verlander, too, okay. just because of that – I'm not going to say a resurgence, but the dominance. Yeah, that he, he was
1: with. so good, man. Well,
0: I think that there's going to be enough of a split in the first place votes. Yeah. I think he'll all, he'll be in everybody's top two because he had a really amazing
1: year. I mean, I had yeah. a fan oh, and He was amazing. I would. I yeah, can't yeah. argue if no. he wins. I'm just saying I think Snell will win. but uh, yeah. I think
0: Snell probably deserves it more.
1: He but I just, I just
0: think the cumulative points
1: are going to go to Berlin. Yeah. That, yeah. that, that's why I'm taking Berlin. Okay,
0: so the NLSI, uh DeGrom, Scherzer, Nola. Um, I, I think here.
1: DeGrom takes it.
0: See, I was, gonna, I, I, was, I was thinking Nola for a long time. Right. But I do think that that just epic ERA needs to be rewarded on such a bad team. Yep. So I hope yeah. DeGrom and gets that's, it. That's the thing. It was such a bad team, and they had no run output when he was pitching games.
1: <laughs> and I, I know I
0: know that Scherzer had a fine fan another great year, yeah. but I, I don't the, know, man. That that and I know that Cy Young is not nearly as dependent on how good your team is. Yeah,
1: Scherzer was phenomenal as yeah. always.
0: but I guess that's a tough. One. I, I think that's just that part of me that doesn't like to see people who have been dominating get to keep in teams, right, right. Get to keep dominating. That'll be an interesting to, to see who actually wins <laughs> that one in my because sure. cause like you said, Degrom got no support from from Mets at all in scoring and, runs when and, he picks. Baseball writers tend to not like to just flood a certain same guy with awards yeah. as you see with Trout, as you saw with Barry Bonds. I mean, they, you know, and obviously Barry Bonds and Clemens each got like seven, you know, MVP or Cy Youngs, yeah. but they were spread out over a long time. You know? Okay. Let's go to the rookie of the year in the AL Otani Andrew, and <laughs> Miguel and you are uh, Torres with the Yankees.
1: So I think Otani should win it. I agree with you. But it's gonna be Andahar.
0: Yeah. I, I think Otani should win it just because of the year, yep. kinda of gone both ways, pitching and hitting, yep. which we have really not seen. And then it's only the been twice
1: league. ever where guys yeah. struck out fifty people and hit fifteen home runs in like, the same season. Mark him and yeah, Ruth.
0: I, <laughs> I think I would go with Otani. I don't think Anduhar or Torres were that impressive.
1: Yeah. I, I think, think it's just it's I a, think Andohar is gonna win. Pretty sure. Okay, let's go to the end. I put money on it.
0: Bueller, Acuna, Soto. It has to be Acuna,
1: right? I mean, the guy was amazing. Boy, I, I, I agree. Soto was good. But boy, Soto was got, really good. You do got to consider. I think Bueller was fantastic.
0: That's going to be an interesting vote because you got three fantastic
1: rookies I right I think there. had he not got hurt, he probably would have won it. But I got to give it to him. And Acuna. it's
0: crazy. I didn't even realize. Because it, 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 you wouldn't think that Bueller was. Eligible because he did pitch in the in the majors before, but I guess it was just all such brief cups of co- cups of coffee. Yeah, it, it didn't, it didn't count. Yeah, the innings limit. Yeah, but I mean, obviously, I love Bueller. I mean, it was amazing
1: for the Dodgers,
0: but I just think Okuna has the has the has the, Acuna. has the, uh, what's the, the word? The it
1: factor. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah it's
0: just the the the, what it's, what gets players excited? Kind mm-hmm. of guy. No, he, he'll, 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 Okay, so manager of the year in the AL. Uh, Melvin, Boy, Cash for like, Tampa, Cora for I Boston. I would give it to whoever the A's manager was. Yeah, i give it to Cora. Just uh, Melvin, Cora was the A's. Sure. Melvin was the A's manager. So I'd give it to Melvin. Yeah. But, but I, I would have no problem with Cora again. Yeah, he I'd, did a fantastic. Melvin play. or Cora, I, I don't think you could go wrong either way. Yeah. I think they are both. And who was the third? Uh, it was
1: uh, Kevin
0: Cash at Tampa. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, he, Tampa had a nice he did comeback. Pretty yeah. Well, He yeah. almost made the playoffs. And yeah. he
1: and he was kind of savvy doing some different things. He, he did mm-hmm. do some different you know, things. You they started relievers and
0: mm-hmm. right. Yeah. I think I think Cora will get it because of how much his players love playing for him.
1: Yeah, I I and agree look,
0: with you on that. One and because it. of their success. Yeah. Sure. Of yeah. course. I mean, yeah, great year. I mean, yeah. an amazing year. Yeah. Most wins in team history, win the World Series. Yeah. But I just got a lot of I got a lot of the They're impression good. from people that the players just loved playing. They were like, this guy is so, you know, like forthright with us and honest with us. And, you know, is is all about, you know, the, the success that they all just loved playing for him and doing yes. what he wanted. So I think he'll get it. All right. Round him out. What
1: do we got left?
0: Uh, the NL manager of the year, uh, from Atlanta council, Milwaukee, but black Colorado.
1: I think you got to give it to council. How do you not? Yeah, I agree. Yep. Although that, the the, that the Atlanta year. manager had quite a year too, he so, did, he yeah. did,
0: he yeah. did. But and I, I, I and, they had, and they had more adversity, I think. Yeah, they they, they did, but I I, I got to go with council. Yep. I, they, that team, I mean, there's there's no reason that team should have even been in the playoffs. Yeah. So yep. yeah, got to get got to give credit where credit's agreed. due. Agreed. Yep. All right, so let's go with those uh, trivia questions. Yeah, all right, let's do trivia
1: it. questions. I'll bring <laughs> up the <laughs> uh, chocolate
0: covered bacon Oh. Okay, we'll uh,
1: <laughs> we'll start with. The one we did first Which was Which player Has appeared in the most World Series games
0: World Series I'm almost games. certain I know the, the answer So go okay, ahead Okay
1: yeah you guess <sighs> mm-hmm. I want to say Derek okay. Jeter for some reason It's a really good guess I, I really, mean that's, that's it, it has, a really
0: good guess. I and mean, you're
1: on the right track. I, I think it has to be right. a
0: Yankee, but I don't I just don't know if I'm in the right time. Frame. Yeah,
1: I think uh that's a good guess. But you're and you're on the right track. If
0: it was playoff
1: games, I'll bet yeah. you
0: it is junior. That could be very well
1: yeah. What's your guess, Mark? Yogi Berra. Yeah, you got it. I was going to say that would be the other one I probably would have gone and with. And the Yogi. reason
0: I knew that was yeah. because I knew from a previous question that he had been in the most yeah. series game yep. yep. player. Yep. And yeah, so
1: exactly. Just
0: naturally <laughs> like I said, I, 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 I couldn't figure out which, 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 not generation, but which time frame yes. had the most in there. So real quick, before we do the Which 15-year block? the Yeah, uh, exactly, which 15-year, which, year block, yeah, exactly. Which 15-year <laughs> block. What would we think about Edible? Chocolate-covered
1: bacon. Oh, yeah. It is edible.
0: Hey, well. Oh, you mean with drugs in it? Yeah. <laughs> Marijuana. <laughs> hey, still illegal on the federal level, people. What, three more states legalized it, though, right? Yeah. But think about that. If you got edible chocolate-covered bacon, how good would that be?
1: I'm assuming there is. It has to be. It's got to be Okay, guys. Second question. Which position has the least amount of inductees in the MLB – Hall of Fame. Pitcher yes. has the most. So, again, okay. I, I think I know the
0: answer. I'll let you go first.
1: It's not the obvious answer. So I know. Okay. The, the, I thought.
0: The question is, are the outfielders just outfielders, or are they right field, left field, center field? It's outfield. It's outfield. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good question. I'm glad you asked that. <laughs> okay. good point. So, I'd, I'd have to eliminate the outfield then, because there's got to they have to have a lot in it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now you have to go into the infield. For some reason, I want to say catcher, but I really don't want to go there. I want to go second base. Good, it's a good guess. To me, it was it came down to second or catcher, but I was going to go catcher. That's
1: it was either or because. So to to me, the obvious pick, the obvious pick was catcher. I thought because there just isn't that many guys in the history that I can't think of
0: that many ones. Yeah, that's the thing.
1: But it's not catcher. It's not catcher. Catcher is second. Oh. first is third base third base and second would have been my second guess so i was actually really surprised when i when it yeah. was yeah actually you know base. what? when
0: you think about it even though there are some superstars at
1: third Mikey a Shred. lot of a
0: lot of them the yeah. first the Your first boy. like the 60 ever. or 70 years of baseball third base was more of a defensive position it was it was oh Shortstop, yeah i think probably would have been but i think it got i think it caught up one, because it was such an athletic defensive position people got in, and right. then later, shortstop became a hitting position over the last yeah. 25, 30
1: I years. think third base is the hardest position to play, though, on the field.
0: Oh, I agree with you. Uh, but I like that position
1: I more like than anything
0: because of the fact that I don't have time to think, and I tend to play better when I don't think. Oh, it's Absolutely. all instinctual.
1: It is all instinctual. I yeah. agree with everything you said, but it is the hardest position, yeah. I think. I know shortstop has always gotten that moniker, but I I don't. think We oh, have that, so much ground to cover. Yeah, I think mean, that's why it gets that moniker. Yeah, Absolutely. but you're all, but you're
0: the deepest player in the infield when that's you're shortstop, true. so you have that's the most true. time to get to balls. That's right? true. But you do have to have that, You have to have the incredible arm. But you arm.
1: also have to have that arm, right? Yeah. Okay. Lastly, which of these players did not win a Cy Young award in their career?
0: This is the interesting
1: one. John Smoltz, Don Drysdale, Nolan Ryan, or Catfish Hunter?
0: And it's probably a surprise answer on this one.
1: I would say I'm, yes. I'm going to go with Schmoltz. But if I tell you it's a surprise, it might ruin the. Well,
0: <laughs>
1: I, I I'm pretty sure Schmoltz won it. I'm sure catfish, and dry. I'm going to go with Nolan Ryan. Yeah, JP, good guess, buddy, Nolan Ryan. That is
0: unbelievable. To it, me. it
1: it is. He never
0: had a single phenomenal Dude, year. He did.
1: He did have some good He years, had some really but...
0: good years, but really good teams played against him a lot.
1: Yeah. I'm going to remember at... how long he played, though. Oh, yeah, 26 years, dude. Yeah. That's
0: why his numbers are so great, because uh, he had so much time. Yeah.
1: Seven no-hitters, guys? Yeah. Will anybody ever do that again? No. Will anybody pass three? Not, not anybody even ever close.
0: How them... I many you guys even have seven complete games in their careers anymore?
1: Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. That's so rare. Because you, have, uh, because
0: you have to think of how rare what he did was, not just in terms of that, but in terms of he's a strikeout pitcher. And, and a his, strikeout pitcher takes more pitches. So you had to be able to throw yeah. 130 pitches to get those complete games. His strikeouts?
1: Staggering. Staggering. Well, it's I have the most by a lot. Right? I mean, I'm just blown away by is it the number seven thousand two hundred or something. No, but it's it's high. I mean, it's incredible. I know it's over five. Yeah, it's over. It's five. over five, but it's yeah, below under six. six. Okay, but it's yeah, fifty-seven fourteen. I was going to
0: say about fifty-four. I'm going
1: to look up what the all time is, but I mean, he is far and away. Well, I'm, I'm sure he's number one. I'm he is he yeah. is. I I know number two is Cy Young, and he's four thousand something. Right. So, wow. So. I mean, that's five. You know, five. I mean,
0: I I I don't know Cy Young that well. I heard he's a good. I heard he was. I heard he was a good pitcher.
1: You
0: know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's only got an award named after him. Yeah, a right. An award. Right. Old Cyclone. What's his uh, real name? Anybody know? I forget. <laughs> I don't know. I don't actually. I know, know. he has a real name, but Tiberius. <laughs> that might be right. I
1: think it is Tiberius. I think you're right. Yeah. Or is that Ty Cobb? Oh, that that, might, be that be Ty Ty might be Ty Cobb. Ty
0: Cobb. Yeah. This is just because Tiberius is such a cool name. Yeah. Let's look it How up. How come nobody's ever named Tiberius anymore? That's a great name. What does that come from? Wasn't it Tiberius. Tiberius Kirk? Wasn't that his first name? Yes. James Tiberius Kirk. James Tiberius yeah. Kirk. I like awesome. I I like Maximus. The name Maximus. <laughs>
1: Denton True. Denton.
0: Cy Young. True Denton Young.
1: True Cy Young.
0: Oh, Cy was his name.
1: It's his nickname. Oh, is this
0: so what why does it say can you see why it's his nickname?
1: Uh, that's a good question.
0: Like, where did he get that? I think it's because he it was a cyclone delivery or whatever. They said he was, like, was like a cyclone uh, yeah, or
1: something. I, that rings a
0: bell for some reason, actually. Yeah, they, they, Wait, they, say like, that again? That he was a that he had was that cyclone, a cyclone yeah. with the pitching motion, they called it.
1: Oh, you know what? That's right. Remember that, in the That game, does ring a bell. He was so hard to hit in the freaking MLB game. Oh, right. Because he had that. His
0: leg kicked way back. Well, you,
1: remember he had that arm thing where he, like, He would wind up and swing his arm? That's right. Walter Johnson. I don't remember,
0: but that was cool. That was bad boy. Maybe the show was cool back then. Yeah. I mean, not that it's not now, but it's just not nearly as interesting anymore. But maybe we got used to it.
1: I don't know. You're right. Cyclone. So Cy Young's nickname came from the fences that he had destroyed using his fastball. The fences looked like a cyclone had hit them. Reporters later shortened the name to "Sai," which became the nickname young used for the rest of his life. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, just real quick for our
0: local fans here, uh, why is Vance John Joseph still? Ha- why does he
1: still have a job? <sighs> the only reason I can think that he would even have a job is because they don't have any better options. Right
0: we're we going to put in that position? Yeah,
1: like, so we don't, don't want to move Musgrave. We, we, he's a, he's a lame, what they call a lame duck coach, right? Duck. He's definitely done at the end of the year. We we switching he over to NFL it. right now. I guess we are. I, okay. I just wanted to ask that. But question. Here, here's the thing. But
0: don't you have to fire Elway too? I know that's blasphemy, I, but I I don't think Elway should be fired at all. And I know I'm in the minority of this. Most people on my Facebook page think I'm crazy when I say that. I'm like I'm sorry. That team, to me, has more than enough talent to be winning right now. Oh, it does. And we got in Kyle Shanahan. I think that team right now is close to Kansas City in the division standings. At, 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 in 1917, you could have ran another play to get closer mm-hmm. in a field goal instead of kicking a 51-yarder when you already tried, what, a 61-yarder before the half that he missed? 62. Or 62? With 20 seconds left. Or how about when you try and ice the kicker, but you get it in just as the kick is going out, so the kick still goes up, and he misses it, and then he kicks it again, and he makes (laughs) it. (laughs) Of course. Let's let's look at this. um, Case Keenum, obviously, Nate, you're a Vikings fan. You know what he did last year with the Vikes. But here's the game, 26 for 42, 290s, one touchdown. Yep. Dude, it's not the touchdown that bother me. It's the picks. It's the picks, but how can you get one touchdown in that game? And it was to the freaking tight end. Oh, humor men. Humor men. Hire men. Hire men. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. They, Hire men. Because they man. have so little ingenuity on, on offense. I don't really know why. Especially because you had a couple of games, they did I it, and they looked like that. they had
1: some. And then all of a sudden it's gone again. You know why it's gone? Because they reused it, and it didn't work. Oh, so they abandoned it. But it did work. They should have won those games. But, okay, so the Kansas City game, example A, the hook and ladder. You remember that? Mm-hmm. It was third or fourth down. I think fourth down.
0: It was fourth, had, I think.
1: Yeah, had to go for it. They had to, I mean, it was the perfect play, but for some reason, it was just pure luck. The defender went to wrap up the guy, Cortland Sutton, when he was going to pitch it to Emmanuel, and it like got his arm, and so he couldn't pitch it. Get it all the way out, right? And it didn't work. But it was. I mean, dude, it was. It would have been a touchdown. Yeah, it would have been a touchdown. At it was a perfectly blows. played yeah. call. The other call in that game was the call. Freaking defensive coordinator calls cover two, and the guy blew his assignment, and mm-hmm. DT was wide open and wide case open. overthrew him, if you remember that play. Oh, yeah, but way overthrew him. what a great play call. You know, it was perfect. It was. The guy was right there. I mean, it was just one of the easier throws. He should have made it. But, um, yeah, I don't think Musgrave is a bad offensive coordinator, but I think he has been scared off from trying anything – Kind of crazy because of the you know the lack of success in big moments. So
0: I completely agree. Well, the ball does not bounce a Broncos' way this year at all. It's not bouncing, but except for the first two games.
1: The other thing with
0: I don't remember the first two games. I know they, they won. won but I don't remember. I don't remember why <laughs> they, they won on the uh, kick into the last second. Of the, if of I the remember game. correctly, yeah. the Broncos' offense and team in the first two games this year was the same as the first two games last year, and maybe the first two games <laughs> the year before. Where they look fantastic. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, okay, well we we only have we, we need a season to plan game plan for one game. They just
1: they're just not finishing. They're not finishing. I
0: mean Lindsay was no their leading ball instinct, carrier, yeah. seventeen for sixty yards. Uh, Hewerman was their leading catcher, ten for eighty three. I, I really think we can't under underscore enough that Case Keenum has thrown more interceptions yes. like almost twice as many as he threw last year. He threw none in the red zone last year. He's thrown a ton in the it's red zone this year. You can't have
1: there's a big difference between the team he's on now and right. the team he was well, on last year.
0: The biggest thing that I'm looking it, at is still turnover. you still have Emmanuel Sanders. You have a stud in Sutton as a rookie. Yeah. You got Deshaun Hamilton. The running a,
1: game is, good. is
0: Who's a stud from Penn State who doesn't get the, much ru- playing the the time. So he has, has a lot has of speed inside. Yeah. You've got some rookies there you can start running some routes with, but is Keenum
1: going to get the ball to him? I don't I know. mean, you know, I, think I would. We have tossed to line. You know, I yeah. Mean, their no. best, their best two offensive linemen went down for yeah, the year. season. Yeah, you know their center and the but left not, guard. But, not, but,
0: but this, this is also didn't happen until halfway point of the season, so they still weren't good before that.
1: They were the first few weeks, but then for whatever reason, again attrition. I yeah, don't know. The first what two weeks happened, they looked good. Yeah. That's what I'm saying it feels like
0: Vance Joseph is just. And again, I'm not saying that I think he's a terrible coach or that he won't have success the next time around. I just think that he didn't realize what his job was. I agree. And did not create the structure.
1: Right. And it's almost impossible to know if you've never been a head coach. Right. I mean, how how do you know? know I can
0: tell you from my job right now that I watch my boss a lot just to try to learn how he coordinates
1: things. Oh, yeah. Because
0: they're incredibly. That's the tricky part is that you can't – because you, you, are, you are, have, have a dual thing going, right?
1: There's a lot um, of compliance things in our, well, in our business. Well, that too. But you've
0: got – the one side is get everything that you've got current going performing well enough to keep that as a client, right? Mm-hmm. But then you've also got to think, well, we're going to lose some clients no matter what. For some reason, just like you know, go under – the client goes under or yes. they, they decide to do their own thing or whatever. But I mean so now you've got to be thinking about business development and bringing in new business and trying to coordinate, those are two very different job responsibilities that you have to find a way to coordinate, and I think it's the same thing for an NFL head coach, I think you have to find a way to coordinate your three basic tenants, right, your offense, your defense, and your special teams, how do you get them, how do you structure them so that they're all working efficiently, And but they have to buy into your philosophy at top, and that's what I think is missing
1: with Vance Joseph,
0: and it may not be something that he can't fix or maybe if he had been able to pick his own coaches from the start maybe that had been better
1: i agree i think that's a big part of it but i do think his lack of experience like you said is everything um you know just not knowing those decisions like to me any college coach would have not kicked the 62 yarder at the end of right regulation like 28 seconds left or something like with that with two
0: timeouts that's too much
1: right and you're getting I mean you're basically giving them the ball at midfield at midfield yeah. so, so they only get
0: 20 yards
1: yeah and I mean I get it you know McManus has a leg you're trying to like take an advantage you're trying but, to desperately but win. to me all you do you play smart all you do is punt the ball and then they're at the you know the 10 well, with you, no time left you lost by
0: two points I know so there's the, there's that field goal. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, he'd certainly lost the game on his own last week. No doubt about it. Right. But uh, yeah, I just think, you know, it's just lack of experience, man. And I, and I, you know, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. I think Vance will be successful his next time around. Mm-hmm. I think he's a really sharp guy. I think he's a really good guy. And I think he now understands what culture takes to kind of, um you know to build I think he understands that so I think next time if he's you know if he's smart and I think he is he will ask that he is able to choose his staff
0: absolutely You know,
1: I think that's super important like how do you expect a guy to you know if you bring him into a team and he doesn't know anybody and you know I'm just trying to use an outside example like if you let's just say you're at work you know and You're trying to, you're brought into a team of problem solvers or something, you know, and, and none of you know each other, you know, you don't know how you, you work. You don't know anything about each other. Like you're just not going to do very well, you know? And so you've got it. You're right. It's communication and establishing that culture from the top. Here is what I want. And here's how we're going to execute it guys. mm -hmm. So I don't know. I think he's learned a lot, but
0: you know, it's crazy. It makes me think about, and I just stumbled upon this last night, um, because Sling dropped HBO, I had to get HBO Now. But HBO Now doesn't show live programming; it only shows it like the mm-hmm. day after. So I can't watch Bill Maher anymore
1: until Saturday. <laughs> right until
0: Saturday. So, um, so I got home last night and I was doing some laundry. I, I found something on it, and it was um, an interview, mm-hmm. and it was an interview that had never been aired before until this guy put it on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I mean, I had had some impressions on Steve Jobs that were mostly negative. Like, obviously, he was an innovator and he was good at that part, but he was also, you know, kind of a, a, a douche. And he was a great human that. being,
1: maybe. Yeah. But I tell you
0: what, man, that interview—you watch him, you realized why people achieved under him. Yeah. He had. He just exuded. He just exuded this leadership and
1: excellence. He expected excellence from everyone and, and he didn't let up he was relentless but i mean relentless. it was
0: weird because like i always had this impression of him being kind of like an asshole but he didn't seem like an asshole at all he was like because they talked about how some place you know people had worked for him and they just like you can't work for him anymore i had to leave and he's like i'll well, bet if you ask those people if they've ever had a better life experience and when they worked on the apple II, they'll probably say no and the interview went actually we've interviewed like 10 of them and they all said exactly that mm-hmm. that it was the most cherished like career moment or career time that they had mm-hmm. was working on that project and achieving something so amazing because you got to remember that was basically the first home computer ever. I mean, they, they, well, they the created a market, right? Well, they said the Mac, well, the Mac one or it was the, the Apple one was the one that they made. It was just a circuit board. Mm-hmm. And then the Apple two was the one that, that established the home computer. And then the Macintosh came out in 1984.
1: Oh, I thought the two E. So the two E was after the Macintosh then.
0: I don't know. Okay. I, I just know the interview they were talking about, about I didn't the know Apple there was a was difference the big, between the big the, change.
1: there was an Apple II C and an Apple II E, and I can't remember which was which. Oh, I,
0: they didn't they didn't ever mention a moniker after they were just talking about the thing. I, I know also, this because
1: I had it. I had an Apple II E. Well,
0: and uh, this interview was to, was with him uh, the year before Next was purchased by Apple and he became the CEO again. Oh,
1: uh-huh. and he
0: was talking about what had happened to Apple and how how long it was thought he was going to be until they went under and things like that. But it was really curious, like. How much he values employees, oh. and I think that that's something that yeah. maybe I don't know if that happens in the NFL as much, sure. you know. But like when you think about Billichick, right? You think about his interviews, and he's like, you know, like oh, he's just stoic and he's just you know mumbles and he doesn't you know it looks know, looks da da da. But then you talk to players, and what do they all say? He's a cut up. He's hilarious. Yeah. He's awesome. They can't wait to go see him and talk right. to him, and they want to achieve for him. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, what is what is that? thing That we're missing on a lot of these head coaches. And how do you find a guy with it? I don't know how you do that. I don't how know. do you find a coach to do that? And then also, we got to think about did not most of these great coaches, a lot of times, I mean, like Doug Peterson is kind of a, uh, an anomaly. Most coaches fail horrifically their first time through. Mm-hmm. Remember when Pete Carroll's on the Patriots?
1: Yep. Man, he was
0: terrible. Terrible. Back, goes to USC, refines his processes, learns a little bit more about most running the ship. Most
1: coaches haven't done well. At least the first round, at least, yeah. yeah.
0: But then he comes back with the Seahawks. He's been fantastic. Or Bilichek, he was horrible his first go around. Yeah, he was always a good defensive coordinator. Well, he's not a good hood coach. The let, first let's time. let's think about this because. Um... You know, somebody said something uh, really interesting. I, I don't remember what commentator, but it was about Bill Parcells and how he used to kid around in locker rooms and so on and so forth. And Sean Payton's been doing that with putting put the lunch pail or the gas can, like you gas last game. You, you came in, you got the gas can in your locker room, and he keeps real, you know. <laughs> but Belichick came from that same regime. Yeah. There's a regime around Parcells that has been doing unbelievable. Well. you realize he was a, a, a Parcells protege. Yeah, they came from Parcells. Boy, yes. Parcells was a gamer, man. Did he ever go anywhere and not create a good team? Didn't mean they won. Didn't mean they won it. Dumb. But People Dallas, wanted to play for him. I tell you that. New York Giants? Mm-hmm. Miami? Remember when he went to Miami? Miami had been a joke for mm-hmm. like five straight years or six straight years. In one offseason, he made him respectable. Now, they yep. didn't win anything, but they were, a, they were a hard team to beat. They were. They he knew how were. to find football players. Mm-hmm. You know, but I also think it's, it's too hard if you have a coach and GM duties, you know, like I don't think the GM for the Patriots gets nearly enough press for what they do. I mean, how often do you see them go get the guy that, know, that everybody avoids like the plague? They remind me of Anderson, like if Anderson was a head coach, <laughs> Chavez was doing it in the NFL, like the Josh Gordon mm-hmm. or the uh, the uh, who was the who was the running back that they got? Um,
1: uh, Jeremy Hill.
0: No, remember that one guy that they brought in from uh, from the Cleveland or from the Cincinnati that one year? And they had like Corey Dickinson was his oh, name. Oh, Dylan. Dylan. Corey. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they do that a lot. And they only keep him yeah. for like two years. I like they, the
1: Broncos did that for a while. Remember, they were churning guys out in that backfield. <laughs> well, yeah,
0: but just they were just doing well with their own players in their scheme, the Alex Gibbs scheme. But I just mean like the Patriots will go get that guy. Like I was amazed they didn't go get Des Bryant. They seem to always go grab that guy they can get on the cheap, and that has been who's got the talent, but people people gotten tired of, and they're just like, well, you can come here and play. Cause you're going to know right at the second you walk through this door, that's Tom Brady right there. Do you know how much you matter? You don't, that's what matters. And so everybody that's that there knows I am subservient to Tom Brady. And I think that's a big reason it works. Oh, and I think what, what they did when they brought in Gordon is I think they put his locker right next to Tom Brady's. Oh, did they? <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I heard that. That's a good saw idea, right? Yeah. Pretty smart. Because put him right you, next to Tom. How are you not going to learn better habits? Yeah. How are you not going to feel weird when you're like, oh, I'm okay. I'm done. I'm gonna get out of here. And you guys, they're going, okay. Well, I just got done from the game. I'm gonna go watch film for the next
1: four hours. And You're like, well, oh, that's that's
0: what you do. Yeah. I'll, that's I'll how agree. you win.
1: I'll agree with Matt Barry probably for the first time in my life. But
0: <laughs> I I do
1: think that Josh Gordon is gonna have a big game this week. Who are so, they playing? Titans. Uh, Titans. Yeah. yeah. They're
0: playing the Titans uh, in Tennessee. Yeah. I th- I think. You know, he Explain to me who the Titans are. I don't think the Titans know who they are right
1: now. <laughs> <laughs> like your last game? Teams.
0: Well, they just dominated. Yeah, they dominated the Cowboys. What the fourteen It's just like, God. who are these guys? I mean, they, and who's Mariota? You will see him in yeah. one pass.
1: Well, Mariota phenomenal. the week
0: before they played the Eagles was terrible. They play the Eagles, he had a half decent game. They decide to not kick the field goal for the tie. They go for it. In overtime to win the game. Right. And it's just like, all right, that's a ball play. But, I mean, Mariota, one drive, health. he looks great. The next drive, he looks terrible. I think it's health. Health, and I think there's a lot of problems on the offensive line. Their line's good, but. It just seems like he's like, I, I swear you look at, when I watch him, I feel like he's a guy waiting to break out and be a great quarterback. He but I'm not sure if it's going to happen.
1: He can't take that next step for whatever reason. I don't yeah. know how.
0: Is it because is it he's, he's, is it, is
1: it he's an Oregon quarterback? He, he's he's not a great pocket passer. No. I, mean, right. I don't know if he ever will be. But you
0: think about no. Mariota, and then you think about Harrington, right? Yeah. Two guys who just – now, now Mariota's been better than Harrington was, but yeah. Mariota certainly hasn't been great. I, I don't know.
1: Harrington
0: oh, has – didn't he no he had more than that <laughs> did he not okay. much more though. i just remember how bad he was in detroit that's
1: a good question Let's he look didn't, it up. he didn't have
0: that much more but you know maybe it comes back to thinking about getting your leg broken you know in a game you know you start second guess you know you is your line going to pick does that flip? up give you just a one half a second one of half a trepidation, second look, right? look at eli manning right now he looks like a deer in the headlights. so just A freaking ghost on the sideline of somebody. I'm sorry. What were we going to look up? Harrington. (laughs) That was was wasn't that stretch of Matt Millen just disaster after disaster when he picked those four receivers. I I feel bad for the guy. It was was a disaster. It really was. If I remember, he's not doing that well in the hospital right now. Who? Uh, Matt Millen. Oh, oh, that's yeah. right. He's in the. Yeah, he, I think he's in the hospital in Jersey. It's the same right one. I thought it was a different. I thought it was a different guy. I thought that was yeah no, uh... no, Matt Mellon, He's a Penn Stater. Uh, he's the guy that came out after yeah. all the Penn State scandal. H- H- I mean, Harrington he was... was third. He was the third overall draft pick in the 2002. Yeah, draft. they were. In, they were in the national championship yeah. that year. Oregon was. He was the third overall. That was the year that, that, yeah. was the
1: year that Colorado beat Nebraska by 60 so, points. So he did play six years, which okay. is longer than I thought. I was uh, going to give him four starters. He, he was. He was a starter for Detroit, 2002 yeah. to 2005. Oh. And then one year in the, for the Dolphins the next year. Yep. And then he was a backup in Atlanta in 07 and a backup in New Orleans in 08. Hmm. So he probably made a decent
0: amount of money at least. Yeah. But, yeah. but it's just like he was, he seemed like he was a nothing. But they never had any weapons, I don't think, either.
1: No, um, they didn't no. put much around him. But, I mean, his numbers were pretty, pretty good a couple years. I mean, considering, you know, the last – few years where the passing has been more dominant, you know, sure. than it was twenty years ago. But I mean, um doesn't really show his yards though. Huh. Anyway, it's a uh, he's an interesting
0: player. And he didn't ever get to play with Barry Sanders, right? Sanders was gone by then Sanders was way gone by then. Was he? I'm pretty yeah. sure when did he retire? I don't even know. Nineties probably it was, in the, oh, was it that early? It was in the nineties and I think wow. it was before I moved to Colorado, so I think it was before ninety seven. Wow. So it was right before he was going to break Walter Payton's record, right? Yeah, he didn't, want, yeah, to he didn't want to break his record. Yeah, didn't want to, didn't want to damage sweetness. Yeah, sure. It was cool to see the uh, the football life with Barry Sanders because boy, he doesn't regret it at all even, Man, he doesn't. He's so happy and content. Yeah, it's like boy, you really, it's really nice to see. He's that, doing you know?
1: divorce law commercials now.
0: <laughs>
1: what is that? What is that law firm? Uh wick and wick or i don't know yeah it's the one that, two, the men's
0: the men's divorce law yeah, it's yeah two
1: two of the same you, last name you built a
0: strong family you build a strong you, you built <laughs> you, you got a good home you've developed or you've saved hard for your family and all you want to do is just you know able to love your children.
1: Don't let her take
0: that away from you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love another word prenup. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> prenup times two. Oh, it just cracks me up, dude. Those commercials are great though. I've always thought it was funny as have you noticed that you was if you listen to uh the fan, you know, here's our local station and if you listen to them all day or at least the morning show, mm-hmm. you only really hear four kinds of commercials, right? One is ED, right? There's nothing but ED commercials. <laughs> Two, testosterone therapy, right? <laughs> Three, wedding rings or jewelry from Shane's Shane and
1: Shane's their big one, right? That's the one I hear yeah. the most. Shane coming in the Williams brothers, the right? Williams brothers, yeah. yes,
0: yes. And then the other one is uh, Elway's preferred uh, mortgage company. Oh,
1: Remember yeah, the, yeah. The one that, the ones Golden that are, Oak Lending? Yeah, well, the, the, one, one the, the, one,
0: the ones that are uh, 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 salary-based and not commission-based. Right. And it was so funny because on the fan on the Saturday mornings they have that uh, um, ICL I think it is or it's the the other lender that they have that Sandy Club always has yeah, they're, they
1: had, they were on this and, morning.
0: Uh, yeah, they're on every Saturday. Yeah. And it's funny because they talk about that commercial and the guy who runs that place says, I don't understand what that's supposed to be saying and he goes, I you don't make any more money off of one loan than another. He's like the loan period is the money. So he's like it doesn't our cut doesn't really change in terms of what we charge. So he's like I don't understand why that would be a big deal to say that you're guys are paid on sal- salary and not commission.
1: Yeah, I mean I think it's just the perception of the customer, you know, where sure. if somebody's on commission that they have this like cutthroat thing where they're going to really try to do everything they can to get you to sign on the dotted line. You know, I think that's that more than than anything. Right. It's just that perception. But
0: yeah. it's funny because anybody who's worked in sales like us, you're going to be like, "Oh, well, but you're, you're still going to have a goal,
1: and if you don't hit your goal,
0: you're still going to get fired at some point. So it doesn't really matter how you, you know, how you're paid for it. Right. It just, you know, you're you're still going to have to pressure somebody into making the sale. You know? Yeah. But anyway, I just thought it was kind of kind of a humorous uh, set of commercials that they always do. They're always the same. So where do we want to uh, jump next? I mean, we got to make sure we get our your uh, your picks in for yeah, we run oh, out of time. because right. uh, the games this weekend, the big games are Cowboys-Eagles on Sunday night, Seahawks-Rams. And Patriots, Titans.
1: Yeah, a lot of buys is, is this Is Cowboys,
0: Eagles a big game? Well, it's oh, important
1: for the division. It's important of
0: the division. Yeah. yeah. I was saying, aren't both teams like in danger of not even being in the race? No, they're all in. it. They're all in, they're it. All they're all in, in it right like now. Out. Every even single. Even the except Giants but it, two it, and, it, and yeah, six it technically are, in it. are still in it yeah. because Washington lost last Sunday, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. But so it's a. Is it a
1: three-way tie? Nah, it's very well five
0: and two. So now they're five and three. It very well could be. So are the and Cowboys five and three. No, Cowboys can't because they lost a the tight.
1: No, I think they're both four or five hundred. Four uh, and four. I think, and the,
0: four I maybe. think they. Well, maybe Washington's. Five.
1: Eagles could be five three, three, but I don't think Dallas is. Okay, NFC East
0: five and three are the Redskins. Four and four are the Eagles. Three and five are the Cowboys. Okay. And one, oh, they're one, one and game. seven. So basically, the Eagles could jump from. Uh, they could be five and four or four and five. The Cowboys could be three and six
1: or yeah, four you, and five. It's, a, it's, it's a big game. Yeah, for the division. Yeah. yeah,
0: because no one is expecting the Redskins to
1: right. take
0: that where, where they are right now and stay there.
1: <laughs> all right, well, should we do college football, dude? Why don't you, get, you rock don't you, that out? Well, you can rock Or do you your, want me to do NFL first? Yeah, do, do your picks because all,
0: all my picks are my picks are all later in the game. Oh, and okay, statement great. Saturday is going to be when I break this down for you. It really was interesting how it played out. So let's
1: awesome. let's let's get some NFL bets in here. Okay. Uh, well, I haven't. Man, I'm a little behind, guys. On how did we do be, last week? I had some trouble with the spreadsheet. So anyway, last week we didn't do so well. No, I didn't I either. Remember, I was on too. I, from what I remember, we, I think I was one and three last week. You
0: bastard depleted my my gambling. <laughs> I know and he blames
1: he blames us. I go eleven and one. <laughs> weeks previous and then he finally follows the side or decides to follow my picks and then we have a bad week whose fault is it yeah you you dirty bastards (laughs) okay so yeah we got to recover a little bit but but still uh guys if you're following we're making money we're doing well keep with us Uh, I think, you know, at the end of the end of the day and the end of the Super Bowl, we're going to be in the in the black. So anyway, here we go. First pick. We've got the Jets minus seven at home versus the poor Buffalo Bills. I I have to say, I think Josh McCown comes in and performs well, as always. Buffalo is just terrible. They're going to continue to struggle. I think the Jets blow them out. Uh, so we got the Jets there. Next game I have at Tennessee, who is a seven-point underdog versus Wait, the Patriots. So hang on—is this week nine or week eight? You are nine. in. No, you're week ten. week ten because I'm in week eleven. Ten. Week eleven. I missed, four. I missed eight. We have to. We have a couple of weeks to okay, put so those two weeks that are. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I was going I mean, so yeah, yeah, so yeah, to say now.
0: I'm in week eleven on college right here.
1: Yeah, yeah. We need to up I need to update that deal. Um okay, so yeah, so Tennessee at home, seven point underdog versus the Patriots. Patriots are gonna continue their domination. Yeah. Uh they win going away. Uh then I've got uh at Tampa, who is a three point favorite versus the Redskins. I have the Redskins rebounding this week against a so terrible I'm, I'm, Tampa sorry, I'm, team. I'm trying to
0: update this thing while we're talking. So what was the spread on that game?
1: The Jets No 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 Tennessee game. Tennessee, oh, seven, Tennessee was seven. The first two are both seven actually.
0: Tennessee's favorite or or Tennessee's
1: an underdog to the Patriots but they are at home and it was seven Mm -hmm. yep and then the third game is Tampa at home three-point favorite versus Washington Redskins and I have the Redskins taking that game and I think it'll be a close one but uh, I could see that I think uh, I think the Redskins take it. Um, And then finally, where we've had our most success this year, guys, I think only we're going to have to look back, but it's only two losses, I think, on the whole season on our hundred dollar bets on the over. Yeah. So uh, we're doing really well on those hundred dollar bets. Again, this is the hundred dollar Sunday night special. We've got Dallas and Philly. The over under is forty three and a half. And I am I'm going over. I think uh, I think we're going to see a little bit of offense. Uh, I
0: agree with you on Yeah,
1: that and one. I think uh, we're going to have a nice week. So let's rebound, fellas. Does that mean you're asking me not to bet with, with your picks? No, you can bet <laughs> with my picks. Do it. We're, uh, we're doing pretty good so far. So we'd like to keep it up. um okay well should we uh do you want to move right into college or yeah uh, yeah
0: let's move into college and then maybe we'll give on our mid-season nfl awards if we have enough time right at the end of here um so moving right into college football here um so last weekend this was actually really it was statement saturday so let's just go through this quick number one alabama beat number three lsu 29 nothing (laughs) <laughs> statement Saturday. Statements. So this is where we're. going to, Everyone's going to. Alabama's going to roll. The statement was all the higher ranked seeds won all their games because number two Clemson seventy seven Louisville sixteen. By the way, Clemson did cover the point spread on that. Um, number four Notre Dame at Northwestern 31 21, Notre Dame covered the point spread by a half point. So if, if all the favorites were winning in college and all the favorites were winning in the NFL.
1: You wow. didn't. You didn't read about that in Vegas. Oh, no, I read about that, <laughs> but I just. I mean, I think it's important to point out. Well, that, well, Vegas. Uh, they had their maybe their worst weekend ever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, millions of dollars. Yeah.
0: Num- number five, Michigan blew out. Number fourteen, Penn State, forty-two to seven, covered the point spread in that one.
1: Uh, Forty-two to seven.
0: Forty-two. It was ugly. Uh, Number six, Georgia versus number nine, Kentucky. This is one of my losses. Thirty-four seventeen. So Georgia covered the point spread in that one. Oklahoma fifty-one, Texas Tech forty-six. Oklahoma.
1: They did not. That's a push.
0: That's a. I was a six-point point point spread. Oh, was it? It was six or. It was. I'm pretty sure it was six. Because it was a really close point spread. That's not a
1: six-point difference, though.
0: Oh, they didn't cover then. Wait a second.
1: Well, didn't you say it was 43-36? Oh, 51 46. so five points. Five points. Maybe, okay. Well, they so did maybe cover. it was a – okay. I don't know. Um,
0: obviously, this is my second loss. Number eight, Washington did beat Cal 19-13, but did not cover the seven-and-a-half point point spread. And then Ohio State did not cover the point spread against Nebraska, number 10, 36-31. They the almost 31. lost the They game. almost lost the game. So it was interesting to look how – I look back at all these point spreads. They were all within two – to a half point to two points off each other, which I found really interesting when you're talking about betting in football. That's really close stuff. It is. It really is. Now, this weekend, we have some really good matchups. We got number 16 Mississippi State versus number one Alabama. You know, can Mississippi State score on Alabama is the question because Mississippi State does not have a good offense. Good defense. I'm looking at Alabama like 35, maybe 42 to seven in this game, maybe 49 to seven in this game. Um, Clemson and Boston College. This one I don't have on my board. My board's already up online. Um, if you're looking at this one, Boston College is uh, right now a uh, what were they a 17 and a half point underdog.
1: Clemson against Clemson yeah
0: if I think that's what it is I'm just let me pull that
1: half point is always so cliche, I know man. but
0: he, here's the here's right? the thing I'm going to tell you right I
1: Love how they do this. right now I'm going to tell you this anybody.
0: right off the bat um half point always pisses Clemson out. is not used to have up in Chestnut Hill it's going to be about 33 degrees and raining um the, the Boston College has a running back goes name is dylan goes about 240 pounds we're gonna pound the rock at clemson like there's no tomorrow and really try to confuse that that defense if it is the point spread i'm thinking of which i'm going to get to right now um it's actually 18 and a half which it, so it went up by a point i would look to problems going up and playing at chestnut hill even though you want, it's not a big stadium but it's 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 cold and a hot a warm weather team like that. But Miami went up there and just looked terrible. They look gave up because it was cold.
1: I like it. I like the, the analysis.
0: Out of the 110 or so stadiums out there for mm-hmm. for for, for uh, is it single A or whatever? What are you call? What's yeah. the top F- level? FBS F-S-S-S, FBS football bowl series. Um, how many of the stadiums do you think you could name? Oh, I bet you I could probably name. 90% of them. You showed me – there's actually – I put that on Facebook once. You showed me a picture I can name the stadium. Wow. Wow. That's, that's impressive. I was just curious <laughs> yeah. Because you do seem to know the names of all the stadiums. Is that because of your video game days, or is that because of – I've watched so much, so, so much college football. football, it's been just absolutely ridiculous. I couldn't even name probably I more can, than – I don't know if I a, can name the stadium actual name because they changed so much, but I can name what team plays there. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I guess I wouldn't ask you to name like – if it's if it's got naming rights, right? Like Mile it's, High is Mile High. I don't right. care who bought, who bought the, it. bought But name before you, it. You you give me a stadium and I can tell you. I who, was just going to say, bet so. you, you can't name. <laughs> all the do you stadiums? think if you and I, do you think you and I together could get all the baseball stadiums? Yeah. Yeah, you could. I don't think we could get all the NFL ones, though. I could get all the. I could not. No. I could probably get. I don't all, even know most of them. The NFL stadiums, I could probably get. I'm looking, I'm thinking around the whole NFL. Yeah. I could, t- I, I think I do I think, I think of most of three river them, stadium but, and that's not even the stadium even, for either one no, of the teams it's now. field now. Well, I'm thinking for, for Pittsburgh, for the steel or for the pirates, PNC park, Oh, PNC, oh, park. PNC park. Yeah. PNC park. It's a, they, they built a smaller stadium actually. So look out for Boston college. I don't have, that's a bonus pick. Look out for Boston college covering okay. that spread. It's going to be cold. It's going to be wet. And those clubs and players do not play in the cold ever. <laughs> and BC is a tough place to go in and play. I'm, it's a Saturday night game. So right. watch out for that oh, one. Yeah, Saturday night smash-mouth football coming. That's what you're going to see 100% dollars. coming. Um, <clears throat> we go to Georgia and Auburn at Georgia. Now, this is a game where Georgia is looking. They're, they're only, I think, their uh six. This is not on this, the other one. But if you want to have some hey, fun betting today.
1: If you want to go, th- I'll pull up spreads. Oh, buddy.
0: it's a 14-point Georgia, but it's at home. They're on a roll. They're already um, literally – they already have the SEC champion wrapped up. It's a tough point spread against Auburn. Auburn really has to win. Auburn has the chance to beat Alabama, but they really kind of don't, in my opinion. Um, Ohio State, Michigan State, this game gives Ohio State fits all the time. I think the point spread is three and a half right now for this game. So that's another interesting one. I'm going to go off the radar. You see East Carolina University at Tulane. It's a 12-point Tulane, um, favorites Tulane by 12. Look for Tulane to cover that spread. ECU is playing terrible football right now, and Tulane just beat Houston. Um, And they're scoring about 41 to 51 points a game. Where is Tulane? Uh, Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. Oh, it is? Yeah. No, I'm sorry. That's Tulsa. Tulane is in um, um, uh, uh, Louisiana. My bad. Oh, it's Louisiana? Yeah, they play in the Superdome. There's a lot of schools. Temple's
1: in Philly, right?
0: Temple's in Philly. They play at uh, the link where um, the Eagles, Eagles play. play.
1: Yeah. Where's Towson? Is that in Maryland? Towson is in Maryland.
0: Okay. It's about 30 miles to Towson. the east of uh, uh, College Park, Maryland, which is uh, Maryland University. So my picks for, t- for today, <clears throat> I'm looking at your upset. Number 19, Texas has to go to Texas Tech. Tex- Texas is a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Now, Texas just got beat by West Virginia by a score of 51 to 46 or something like that. Mm-hmm. at home. Then this is at Texas Tech. Texas Tech, I have winning the game, and the over under is 62. I'm taking Texas Tech and the over me a Texas and Texas and at least 31 points on the board as as combined as a, both teams. Yeah. No way in hell the that The over can't. under is 31? No, 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 62. I'm saying oh, if both 31 teams each. Yeah. So they score 31 each, you're at 62. I'm looking at looking at a, you know, a 49 to 45 game here. So if you've been on that game, you're just hoping it kind of goes like the Pittsburgh game went on Thursday where you're like, "Oh, the over's hit in the first half." Yes, basically cuz <laughs> I mean, look at the the over under I think last week for uh, uh West Virginia Texas was something about the same and they hit 90. Wow. So I'm looking at, at that plus the over. Is that That's the upset plus the over right there. My lock of the week is going to be TCU going into West Virginia, coming off the big Texas win. It is uh, West Virginia by 11.5, and I'm going West Virginia 42-21. Will Greer, just like I said at the beginning of the year, look out for Will Greer in those last stretch of games. games. Last week was one of them where he beat Texas. He's jumped back up to number three in the Heisman race. He dropped all the way to seven. He's, He's back player. up to number three. So that's the college breakdown for you right there. It is up online, like I said. Look for BC to cover that spread. Look for um, uh, ECU to go down to Tulane by more than twelve. Yeah. All right. Well, we will uh, get the uh, get both of the uh, gambling sheets updated on our website. So go there and place your bets. www.sports. Excuse me um Boy, that one went fast, fellas. That was a. Uh, w- when you go off the cuff, uh, time goes by really quick. So, great, um, man. hopefully, it was a little yep. entertaining for you guys out there. Any last uh, thoughts you want to pass along to our listeners? Hopefully, we get back into the winning column this week here on our bets. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and uh there was something that you had said earlier that I was going to try and make a note on, and I completely forget what it was. Hmm. So, hopefully, it was important. I will say, I'm going to start playing Red Dead Redemption 2 tomorrow, so I'm very excited you say uh, Red Redemption? Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> JP, it's already in the works.
0: <laughs> and uh, did finally finish off Spider-Man. So uh, one of the few games that was worth every dollar. So I, I highly recommend. So I don't know how much time we have left, but uh, we do want to thank everyone for tuning in. Follow us on or like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and check out our website at thesportsoffensive.com. Have a great weekend. Go buy your Rolex Offensive out. This phone drives me crazy. Excuse me, I'm the Sprinter and from Sprint. Try my new iPhone 10R with an amazing liquid retina display. This is amazing. Mind if I snap a few photos? Look at that color. I love this display. I uh I'm gonna need that back.
1: Switch to Sprint and get iPhone 10R, 64
0: gigabytes for $0 per month with an eligible trade-in and a Sprint Flex lease. Visit a Sprint store, sprint.com slash iPhone or call one 800 sprint one Phone $0 per month for 18 months after $31.25 per month credit apply within two bills. If you cancel early remaining balance due excludes tax, subject to credit, $30 activation fee coverage and offer not everywhere. Restrictions apply. Ah, this phone drives me crazy. Excuse me, I'm the Sprinter and from Sprint. Try my new iPhone 10R with an amazing Liquid Retina display. This is amazing. Mind if I snap a few photos? Look at that color. I love this display. I am. Uh, I'm gonna need that back.
1: Switch to Sprint and get iPhone 10R 64
0: gigabytes for zero dollars per month with an eligible trade-in and a Sprint Flex lease. Visit a Sprint store, Sprint.com/iphone, or call 1-800-Sprint1. Phone zero dollars per month for 18 months after 31.25 per month credit applied within
1: two bills. If cancel early, remaining balance due, excludes tax, subject to credit. Thirty dollar activation fee. Coverage and offer not everywhere. Restrictions apply.